Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Get this thing going audio wise. Hey, audio listeners. Is it on? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we're live. We're live. Nice. Um, all right, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, another week. Yeah. We got another brewer on. This I know. Is, uh, three weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row. Three weeks. Yeah, wow. Three, we're, three weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row. Three weeks. Oh. Don't do that. Getting canceled. Getting cancered. Um, yeah, we're we're back to our old ways. Our old ways, the old the old shtick, the, the old. old uh, we we've the run old out song of, and dance. We've run out of things to talk about with each other, so we need somebody to fill the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> we really we really just started yeah. hating each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're we're an old married couple. Like, we're roommates again. Yeah. We're bitching at each other for not doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard this story already. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts. It's the internationally acclaimed Sydney Crawford approved podcast of hops. High fives. Oh, I feel so right. Hell yeah. And friendship. Uh, I am your host, the crispiest of boys, the Sultan of swag. Yep, that's the one. There it is, Tom. King of the crunk. The Sultan of swag. King of the crunk. Everything. It's Tom. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to my partner here, Sir Thomas Bahama. <laughs> Sir Thomas Bahama. Yeah, this is the hot master general, the parrot head of the podcast, Ooh. apparently. <laughs> I don't have that drop. I know. <laughs> if you like pink, wanna... <laughs> the Royal Sport Rattlesnake. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's Dan. Oh man. I have a very nondescript silver can in that our backlog of uh untapped photos there <laughs> the graveyard as i call it uh, i this... tossed it to you damn it <laughs> anyway all do, right everybody. do you know what was in the can <clears throat> it was volstead oh okay yeah i thought you just forgot what it was no. like i don't know what it is no i've it's been I've, so long an unlabeled <laughs> an unlabeled 12 ounce can <laughs> it's it only really could be one thing yeah all right guys welcome back for another week um i came in all jacked up and like uh, I got home and I was all jacked up, and then just I was running around with like a chicken with its head cut off. I feel like you might have slowed yourself down by just pounding like an entire serving of Stouffer's macaroni and cheese before uh, the podcast. <laughs> come on, bro. Don't put me down with Stouffer's. That was TJ's. Okay, sorry. Uh, TJ's macaroni yeah, and cheese. Didn't even, didn't even taste it. Didn't even taste it. Didn't even taste it. Uh, I ate it like a duck. I didn't even chew. Dude, just right down the gullet. You you slammed what looked like to be like 
you know, that same container that like a pound of ground beef comes in, but it was macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Just um, pounded it before. Yeah, this. I needed. I no need, wonder you're not hyped anymore. I, yeah, I am getting a little sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> just sunk to you like a, just sticking to your guts like a I stone. Needed, yeah, I needed something to coat the old, the old gullet and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, help not be completely hammered after, uh, after this episode. Nah, um, it's not like you have to drive anywhere. <clears throat> But there, I mean, I still have to get up in the morning and try and not be. <laughs> still have over. to be a functioning human <laughs> yeah. being. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, uh, it's called efficiency, Dan. I, I ate it like a, I ate it military style. Honestly, I was a little uncomfortable with how fast <laughs> you're eating it. <laughs> I ate it like major pain. I didn't want to get like I didn't want to get like any of my hands near it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that would have been dangerous. Um, would not recommend. Um, yeah, so. Guys, you know what it is. Come on. Do we have to... Oh, boy. What's going on over there? I don't know. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows except for us. It's all right. We'll see what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, guys. It's the... uh, You know what it is. The... I I don't know if we can keep doing this. Why? You feel feel like you're peaking right now? You feel like you've hit the top of the mountain? No. No. There's still a good climb to go. I know. But we keep getting copyright strikes. We got another one? Yeah. So we're muted. Well, they Facebook um uh Zucker Droid um shut us down in several com- countries. I guess it's it's fine here. Okay. And all they do is they mute the 20 seconds of audio that we use. Okay, so it's the 20 seconds of audio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's still it's annoying. Ghana, we're sorry. Just this, go, is, this is why we're dropping in the ranks in uh, uh, craft beer podcast in, in Ghana. In, no, we're out in Ghana. Uh, <laughs> yes, Ghana is lost. Uh, Ghana has been lost, but we've taken a new stronghold in Nigeria. Oh, nice. Yes, Nigeria has uh, come along um, really nice uh, for us. They're really digging it. Um, I'm assuming their friends in Ghana told them about it, and they just passed the torch over to over to Nigeria. Um but yeah, sweet. Right. Um, but yeah, guys, don't watch on Facebook. Uh, watch on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, yeah, where we don't get you know copyright strikes. Exactly. Yeah, they leave us up the whole the whole time. So screw you, Zuckerberg. Yeah, screw you, Zuckerberg. Um, We're sorry. That'll please, show. Em. Please continue to play our stream tonight. <laughs> um, but either way, guys, it's the year of the late '90s, early 2000s hip hop. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a, we we've had a, an alarming uh, lack of female artists represented in, in this year. Um, so I went dug deep. Um, didn't really have to dig deep cause this is one of the best I mean, songs of the yeah, year. Late nineties, early two thousands. I feel like you got a plethora of, yeah. um, artists. So, so, all right guys, this is the best, best friends podcast in the world. And the show starts now. I, I can't stand the- Yo, is that Timbaland in the background? Who yeah. got the keys yeah. to the it's Jeep? Missy Misdemeanor. Of course it's Timbaland in the background. Give them pounds now. Look who it be. It be me, 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 and Timothy. Timothy. So the you, you didn't know Timbaland was short for Timothy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Missy is a she's an all-timer. Still put still cranking up bangers now. I like how Timbaland was just like the low-key, like Aww. little John back in the day, like, huh? Yeah, huh? yeah. He, he was just a squeaky Timbaland on like 
like a really polished floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 just walking in from a rainstorm. <laughs> All right, everybody. <clears throat> let's get a let's get a, some housekeeping going here. Let's do it. Um, been really trying to trim the fat here, Dan. Uh, you've been doing well. Um, <laughs> you've been cutting it down. Uh, we you know get the guest on you know a lot quicker. So and go. All right, everybody, uh, make sure to uh, follow, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, follow on all major uh, podcast platforms. Um, rating. Dan, what's that rating? Five-star party, baby. Five-star party. And give us a review. Uh, nice, scathing, funny, interesting. Has nothing to do with the podcast. We don't Could care. New record, Tom. Yeah. Review, review, uh, review. Wait, no. Follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow. We talked about it before. Mess with the algorithm. Beat the algorithm, guys. Uh, rage against the machine. <laughs> uh, tell all your friends about the podcast. If you like the podcast, maybe your friends do. I guess you would have similar interests. I don't know. If I like a show, I tell Dan about the show because we have similar interests. Um, help us support the podcast. Make uh, make it even better. Uh, equipment, merchandise, sunglasses, sunglasses. Maybe we'll get those. Uh, we'll get that Pit Viper collaboration we've been jonesing for so bad. I know Who we've knows? been sliding their DMs just hardcore. Just go tagging them. Go on uh, anchor.fm slash best best friends pod slash support. Uh, send us some money. Uh, you know, you know the deal, guys. Give me money. Money me. Money now. <laughs> me a money needing a lot now. Um, yeah, so we uh, got our, I think we get me every time. <laughs> I think we have a, we have a, a, a care package going out to one of our, supporters uh yeah we'll be sliding into their dms for some additional information we got a care package that we're organizing and it's on its way and yeah. plus i think our first donor i he's mean gonna, he's gonna get something really nice he's got some real nice plan and we'll talk about it later on oh, the podcast we're gonna talk right now because my tits are jacked for this <laughs> <laughs> guys we're going back and we're giving you ample time to prepare to prepare we're going back and we're doing it rooftop style, baby. Rooftop. We're going back to Victory Philly, right in the heart of Philadelphia. Rain right Center City, looking at old Benny Frank. We're going to be looking, looking at, at, well, the Franklin Institute. Yeah, well, well the Franklin, <laughs> Ben Franklin Parkway. Ben Franklin. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be looking, looking right at old, old Billy Penn, looking right at him. Saying, God damn it, you stupid Quaker. And we are going live. Live. Live so, show. July 26th, we will be live at Victory Brewing philadelphia with richie doing some experimental beer um come down hang out on the rooftop midsummer we're gonna be sweating our dicks off I'll be, i'm gonna be wearing the shirt i'm gonna be wearing spanks okay i'm gonna wick that wick all that stuff away <laughs> spanks and lululemon uh that's all um, i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be it's gonna you're gonna see real leisure wear from tom <clears throat> um, i feel like i'm just gonna have like my foot in the small of your back with like one of those old timey Victorian, like, like oh, the cor corset. <laughs> yeah. The corset. Yeah. Just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want that nice hourglass figure, Daniel. <laughs> oh, help me. Um, all right. July 26th, victory, Philadelphia. Save the date. Yeah. And pay attention to the, uh, the podcast, Instagram page, uh, and Facebook page. We will get, uh, some promos out. More information, Shortly. event page, everything. Yeah. Just be on the lookout. Follow we're our social media. You, Turn on those push notifications. Yeah. We uh, and we're giving you ample t month and a half notice. I know this isn't like, hey, we're going to do a show and it's Monday and we're doing it on Thursday. <laughs> no, we have given you ample time to yeah. find a sitter, 
get an Uber, find public transportation, get there, hang out with us, drink some beers. Yeah. Chill. If you want to drive back in, in the, uh, in the cargo area of Dan's Outback, he's open to it. It's open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I even got that. I have a, like a tiny collar back there that we usually hook our dog up to. So it doesn't like, you know, go all over the place. Uh, so, yeah. y- you can use that. I mean, seatbelts maybe, but that really works. Yeah. Um, all right. We have one more, uh, one more event plan, uh, date TBD, TBD, <clears throat> but we're going to be doing a live podcast from root down in Phoenixville with Mike from root down and Ryan from Warwick. We're bringing the root down crew and Warwick together. We're going to hang out, have some fun. Could be some beers. Uh, Oh, there's going to be beers. Could be some beers on tap. Who knows? We're going to have all some in the fun works. stuff going on the projector. It's going to be an event. It's going to be an event. Yeah. So Date don't miss it. TBD, but pay attention you know, to the, the, the all works. the social media pages because we'll be announcing it there. Um, yeah, we're we're making it easier for everybody else. I mean, a lot of most of our fans are. Tom, you got me yeah. some jacked up God over here it. right now. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Woo. Let's bring our guest. Let's drink some beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's bring our guest on. Uh, <clears throat> this is my new favorite part of the podcast, and I'm ready for it. <laughs> We are joined tonight by just, uh, he's a, I've, I've been told he's a, he's a gypsy brewery. Oh yeah. I saw that on yeah. that article. He's a gypsy brewery. <laughs> um, he's doing beer the right way. Uh, absolute champion, champion, champion of German lagers. Uh, I hear he might've been to Germany. Yeah. Maybe a few times. Yeah, maybe. Um, Guys, give it up. Uh, representing Trogger Brewing, it's you want to bring him on? I got it. It's Jeremy Myers. Jeremy, Woo! I like that we clap now, Tom. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> brings up the energy, right? It's awesome. <laughs> oh, hey, He's, there's me. There we go. <laughs> did, it, did it make you feel more welcome, Jeremy? Uh, I guess <laughs> <laughs> mission that's successful as far as uh, introductions go. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. All right. That was good. All right. We got to get better at that. Yeah. yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll, Tom approached me with this idea and I was like, so, so we clap for him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I was clap. like, it <laughs> brings up the energy. Yeah. I did the golf. Clip, though. It's going to be. Ooh, that's, whoa, we're all in kind of unison yeah. right there. I like that. I like that. We're bringing me out. Of, <laughs> it brought me out of my mac and cheese fueled lull. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait for the first beer to just start turning all of that like oh, processed cheese in yeah. your stomach. It's going to be like a cement mixer in there. Oh God, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the smell coming out of this room. <laughs> um, between your taco burps and whatever's <laughs> going to come out of me. <laughs> um, this is why we do it remote. This is why we do the yeah. guest remote. We, yep. We don't put the guests through this. <laughs> um, the smell—it's only smells. Um, all right, let's uh, let's crack into a beer here and get the uh, the old conversation rolling. What do you say there, Daniel? Oh, I am for it. All right, so <clears throat> the first beer we are going to be doing is the. Oh man, I'm so pumped for this episode. It just it's just a lager lager filled episode. Um, just crisping just, through your bloodstream. Oh man. I've been looking for this all day. Uh, so we're going to be doing uh, the Newart Hells. That's uh, Hells Lager. Uh, it's 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, named after my Newart family line. This like new or do you want to pronounce that, Jeremy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm Dare Tom tonight, but uh, ooh, wasn't, wasn't going to go after that one. Uh, Hells was brewed utilizing a singer, sing, singer, 
single decoction, uh, decoction uh, mash of German best malls, Pilsner malt, and hopped in the kettle with a balance of old and new world German hops in Tettnanger and Mandarina Bavaria, bright with hints of fresh baked bread and clementine slices. Ooh, baby. Let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, what glass do you want to do here, Dan? Uh, whatever one I can see while I'm still wearing the glasses, it's getting kind of dark in here. Right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the, the stange is going to do this one. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Plus I think the crowler is not going to pour well in the stange. Guest already cracked. Oh, all awesome. right. We got a little premature calculation. Awesome. It's all right. It happens. It happens to the best I'm of us. I'm pouring this crowler I talked about earlier. So. <laughs> did, did Mike Locke tell you to crack your beer first? <laughs> no, I'm just impatient. So. <laughs> all right, Daniel. One, two, three. I'm being a little more careful because uh, I use my uh, my my uh, chin towel. Uh, <laughs> your chin towel. Yeah, my chin towel is uh, no longer with us. Um, it cleaned up a spill on the floor, so I don't want to go floor to face. Oh man, you never go floor to face. I have to say the uh, no, shut the black cans rule. Yes, <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing up on the stream there. <clears throat> that was the first thing I noticed while I was ransacking uh, Broken Goblet's fridge. I know. <laughs> <laughs> while you went all like Kevin McAllister through uh, <laughs> Broken you Goblet, could, you I like, walked away with some of those prune tr- cans too. I wouldn't have had a problem. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, I I saw those. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with those guys. Just I, I happen to go up. I'm, I, I'm good friends with those guys. I was up there last week, and then uh, they needed some pills and malt, so they got two bags of wire, uh, wiremen from us on Sunday, and they dropped off two more cans. Oh <laughs> so man, I, <laughs> you were you were making beer mules all over. So angry. <laughs> Do you know what kind of money you have in that fridge right now? <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know. <laughs> There's a bunch of line dorks that stood out for like three hours waiting to get those. <laughs> um, oh man. All right, All so right. let's uh, let's get into this. Daniel, Cheers, Slancha. Cheers, Jeremy. Cheers. Kind of weird. My my glass does the whole blurry thing, so it, it's just, like a, it just goes away like mid sip. <laughs> the beer, the beer's too clear. Ah oh, man, not clear enough. No. Yeah, that is um. Mm. I want. I, I just want it to be translucent. I don't want. I just want to see glass. But this is beautiful. Yeah, I drank a, a ton of Hella Slager this uh, this week on vacation. So this is like right up my alley right now. Well, Dan, I think you're still on vacation, right? Oh, I'm all, mentally. Yeah, it's a state of mind. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Bro. State of mind. Um, <laughs> I haven't been able to read a single thing on my laptop since we started this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. You know, Hellas is, um, I think it's a podcast favorite. Podcast favorite style for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we grew up out here in the suburbs of uh, Philadelphia, close to Sly close. Fox. So, you know, Hellas was a style that, you know, we drank frequently. So, I mean, the, the, their hell in particular for me, when I, uh, I'm going to show my age a little bit here, when I was living in the city in the early, Ots, <laughs> 2004. Uh, so 20 years ago at this point, 19 years ago, um, I used to love going to the Standard Tap uh, on, you know, in the fall in particular. They used to always have venison steak, like a grilled venison steak with like uh, sweet mashed potatoes, and then mm. just wash it down with a Sly Fox Hell. And it was, it was like, 
every time I would go, I would, you know, I, I go there more than just the fall time, you know, and, and you know, seasonally, but it, I always look forward to that. Cause like for me that, you know, beer especially is a very, uh, you know, experience driven thing where I always remember, uh, I always remember the beers I drank and the, and the, you know, situations and the experience that surround them. And like, for me, you know, it does make a difference. I mean, yards pale is the same way, uh, for me. Um, but Sly Fox hell in particular, like and venison steak and sweet mashed potatoes, that standard tap is like, that's my be all. I could like die and go to heaven. You know, yeah, after that, that sounds like, a, and that's a fall thing. Oh, yeah. if they still do that meal. I, I'd have to go now. <laughs> standard, standard, the standard tap meal is the, I, I like the, the chicken pie. Yeah, the chicken pot pie is awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, because it's not—it's like every bite you get the crust. It's not oh, just man. like crust on top. They yeah. they put it and they they roll it around. Like oh the, yeah, and their their grilled lobster or the grilled lobster grilled octopus is pretty ridiculous. Um, great place to go and have a really good meal and a good beer. Yeah, I love that place. I, I need to get back. I, unfortunately, I I actually get to the city when I'm home from Germany. I get down. I don't want to say super often, but enough, but I'm always doing something business wise. I got to go for a meeting or, you know, whatnot. I'll be lucky enough to, to, you know, hit up like Johnny Brennan or Santa tap for lunch, but I never actually get to hang out that much anymore, you know, and whatnot. But I, I, I'm dying for like a, a week night or a week, like a Friday or Saturday, just go to JV's or, or a standard tap just for, you know, uh, you know, a dinner or something like that and hang out and have a few beers as opposed to like, you know, spending most of my time, you know, bullshitting, uh, with a, you know, with a, you know, some, you know, a vendor or something like, Oh, like, cause it's really, he's like, Oh, where do you want to meet that have this meeting? I'm like, Oh, we can meet at Johnny Brenda's. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that general vicinity, how does, uh, how does Franklin Hall, uh, hold up to the, uh, the real thing? Uh, as far as beer selection is concerned, it's, it's top notch. Uh, you're not, you know, German beer there is great. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it a German beer hall. I mean, I would call it a German beer hall. It's got a little bit of that feel, but it's not, uh, you know, typically, you know, what you'd expect in a German beer hall would be much more open. Uh, and then the outdoor area is a little, it, to me, it's just, you know, it's, it's sort of just a product of the fact that it's a, you know, a location in Fishtown. It just needs to be spread out a little bit more, uh, just for me to, to feel more. That doesn't mean I don't like it or enjoy it. I think it's great. Uh, and the beer, you're not going to go wrong. I mean, the beer there is always, you know, slamming. It's hard. It's hard to miss when your selections of beers are, Half liter or a liter. <laughs> <laughs> you should try like, you know, that's the thing about working in Germany is especially business lunches, what we would call business lunch and, or a fire oven beer, which is a happy hour beer. It's like, you know, every lunch is like, Oh, we're going to go get some food and, you know, have a, a business lunch and like three beers deep, three, you know, so you're a liter and a half deep at this point. You're like, I'm not going to get anything done the rest of the day. Like, <laughs> Jeez. Screw it. Let's, let's go for broken. Let's party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of sausage and <laughs> liters of beer. Yeah. You know, and, and some of the food can be a little heavy too. So there's that. And then by the time it's four 30, you know, happy hour fire oven, you know, is, is it's always fire oven beer. So it's like, boom, you know, it's just customary. So it's, it's, very culturally different when it comes to that. So uh, it's taken me a little bit to get used to. I mean, like, go oh, twist my arm, like, you know, get used to drinking beers <laughs> at like, you know, noontime or, or four o'clock in the comes afternoon. Comes into the American business meetings and you just hear a can crack, like, oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. Hey, everybody, Spatial and beer, Spatial and beer, Spatial and beer. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard, trust me. And I mean, of course, so the brewery I work for in Germany, Box, uh, the family has a beer garden. Uh, like a, a fishing, it's technically a fishing hut, but they have a big beer garden attached to it. And it's along like these uh, trails, these hiking trails. And 
it's not hard to get lost there in an afternoon on Sunday, just like hang out, especially like right before I left to come back home on this trip. Uh, like the weather was gorgeous. Um, so I'm sitting in this beer garden. It's, you know, like 75 degrees, you know, the half liter beers and like, yeah, I mean, you know, life doesn't get much easier than that sometimes. Um, I need a, I need a, like a beer garden like that around here with just yes. trails just to get lost, lost with a half liter of like hell. I love it, man. It's like, yeah, it's not just that. I mean, they're all over the place, especially where I am. It's just like, there's all these hiking trails and then there's three beer gardens. So you could spend an afternoon on a Sunday. You can get like a solid 15 kilometers in, which is going to be just under 10 miles, but you are going to hit three beer gardens, you know, over the course of the afternoon. So like you basically hike a little bit, you know, you earn the first, you know, leader, and then you hike a little bit more, you earn the second leader. You hike a little bit more, you earn the third leader. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's talk about this beer here. Um, cool. I'm, I mean, I think we hold uh, Sly Fox as hell as the, um, as the kind of the standard, like the. I feel that's our kind of our. That's like the bar. Yeah, yeah, that's our bar right there for the. You know, I I guess personally for us, yeah. like that's yeah what we kind of. We, we set the bar based on our collective experience, but I mean, I had to put this down because I am just motoring through sips yeah. thinking about German beer gardens over here. So <laughs> what I like about this is it kind of, it, it kind of goes along with what Sly Fox has made me think of a hell's like this is it's crispy. It's light bodied, but there's still packs a ton of flavor. So like full, like the, the malt just is so full body. It has that str like mm -hmm. the straw color and everything. It's just, and it, it's got, it's right on with the, uh, with the description, baked bread and Clementine slices. You get that little bit of citrus in there. Nice brightness. Um, where I feel like, uh, typically with a lot of like the breweries in this area, when you, when you have one of their hells, it, some of it, some of them can be a little bit heavier than others. Not as clear. You know, you get a little bit of like a, almost like a weediness to it. Mm -hmm. Um, some go a little bit overboard with the citrus. Um, not saying that any are necessarily bad. I don't think I've really had a bad one. I don't think I've had, ever had a bad health, so. but I, I think in, in terms of, uh, comparison to like Sly Fox, which I think is kind of a true hells. um, it's a lot of them kind of strew and get a little too uh quote unquote crafty with it. Um, taking, and, I guess they're taking liberties with like the traditional recipe yeah. and which I mean, I, I can't blame. I mean, you got to try a little bit, something a little bit different, but this, and we'll get into um, talking about your brewing style uh, in a little bit here, but this is, I mean, this is, it's like picture perfect. Like this is right up there with Sly Fox where it's, it's very light. Yep. You know, medium body. Um, it's not, you know, weighing on you. Um, slam a couple back. I am. I'm basically, I'm drinking the BJCP right now. Yeah. Like this is like, <laughs> it's like the tasting <laughs> notes and everything that I I've read for hells as I read through the BJCP. It's just being ingested right now. <laughs> you got kind of got everything in there. You got, um, Ticks all the boxes, yeah. Tom. Nice malt, nice malt backbone. Um, you get the the breadiness, uh, and it kind of finishes on that citrusy, clean citrusy flavor. And it's just, I mean, it's all. all it's just damn delicious, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that you you kind of touched upon it, Tom, was that uh, 
a lot of American brewers, um, just because of the way they brew mostly to me, it always surrounds like single infusion. Uh, you know, if you can only do single infusion, doesn't mean you can't make a good hell. Uh, it's just, you know, the recipe, you know, a lot of the recipe and process, this, you know, decisions are going to be different. And so I think a lot of times people kind of go overboard in particular, where you want a little bit of sweetness in a hell, you know, you still want it to be dry, but you, you need to have malt character. The malt character has to yeah, be there. Definitely. Certainly in the decoction, you're going to get a lot of that, um, you know, character is going to be derived from the decoction mash. Whereas if you do single infusion, you can't get that. So maybe you try to compensate or overcompensate by adding some Carahel or maybe, you know, Munich or too much Munich or Vienna or too much Vienna. And like then it, it ends up being something that's not. Um, and that's where I think a lot of American brewers kind of struggle with that. And it doesn't mean you can't make a good hell with single infusion. I just think it's a little bit easier to make it more in a more traditional way because you can keep the, you know, the, the thing to me about German beers in particular, uh, you know, is, you know, is really just keeping them simple. They don't, you know, not, you know, you don't need to overcomplicate these beers. You know, a lot of the process, you know, decisions you make and the things you do, uh, you know, are what going to determine, you know, how, how well the beer is made. Um, you know, when you start really throwing in too much, of, you know, making it a kitchen sink beer, you know, it's, uh, it can be really troublesome. And I think the other side of it too is American brewers. And I get caught up in this um, myself is that we have a tendency to, uh, be a little aggressive on the hop side. And this is certainly a beer that it's not easy to, for the, the hops to overwhelm. Uh, uh, I mean, actually I'd say like, for example, like this batch of, of Newbert is that, uh, it's too hoppy for my liking, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. It's more, um, I think the beer sitting right, like right where I want it right now, but like maybe, you know, the beer is only six weeks old now, um, at this point, but like three weeks ago, I didn't like it as much because, you know, the hops were still a little too bright. Um, and, and in particular, that's, that's a process decision I make because part of it too, is I, I want to make a beer that sticks around a little bit. I mean, in fact, the beer that I'm drinking right now is the Konstadter Pilsner I made for the Konstadter club last year. And like, if there was any complaint, um, you know, mainly by the club members was that they didn't like it as much as they wanted to, because it was too hoppy, you know, whereas like, you know, my counter to that was like, well, you wanted Roadhouse, you know, Roadhouse is a hoppy Pilsner. This is, you know, no fucking around here. And <laughs> so if anything, you know, like now this beer, this beer is 11 months old and it, it drinks, you know, awesome, you know, and probably, you know, has a lot to do with it. It's, you know, certainly a hop forward beer. It's been sitting in this crowler in my fridge for 10 months now, 11 months now. Um, but like, that's a mistake. I think that, you know, I make all the time, not all the time, but I try to avoid it's really easy as an American brewer to be heavy handed on the hopping side. Whereas, you know, hell and even Pilsner to a certain extent, you know, you have to be a little less heavy handed and a little bit more delicate with your hopping. doesn't mean that, you know, these are beers that aren't going to show hops, but you know, particularly in this style, you have to be careful. The Pilsner, you can be much more assertive with, but it's not hard to be, you know, heavy handed and overbearing on that as well. And I think that's just something that we as American brewers, uh, you know, I, I laugh when I'm in Germany because like the hopping rates, you know, American brewers are German, you know, hop farmers, best friends. I mean, I have conversations <laughs> and I tell them the hopping rates of some of the beers we make. And they're just like, Hey, come hang out with me a little bit. You know, we're going to get really buddy, buddy here. <laughs> uh, quadruple dry hop. You say, I mean, I just use the example like the, you the IPA we through university. <laughs> the IPA we were making at box before I started was hopped at a rate of about, uh, the dry hop was one and a half grams per liter so that's uh that's less than like a half pound per barrel it's pretty low oh. um 
but the problem with that is that, uh, you know, the beer just wasn't what we, you know, were what we, what I, you know, what I would expect from a West coast style IPA. So immediately we went from, you know, one and a half grams per liter to 11 grams per liter, <laughs> <laughs> which is more like dry hopping something at three and a half pounds per barrel. Um, and but like, as soon as like we typical did that, American just wants yeah, to go big. <laughs> and just, as soon as we did that, the beer just jumped off the page, so to speak. And everyone at the brew is like, Oh God, Jesus. Like this is so much better. And different than it was before. I was like, well, that's because it's got 10 times more hop in it, you know, in the dry hop in particular. And of course, then you start talking to, uh, you know, some of the growers and then the hop brokers over there, you know, as soon as they find out you're an American brewing in Germany, they want to be your best friend because they know that you're going to go after those hops. (laughs) All those hops that are super expensive to get in Germany, like Citra, Mosaic, you know, Amarillo, you know, whatever, uh, those, all the big, you know, sexy varieties, you know, that are, that are going for, 40 euros, you know, 35 to 40 euros per kilo. Um, so like, you know, 20 to, you know, like it's like 18 to 20 dollars a pound, you know, so basically like six to eight dollars more a pound than what we would pay for it here in the States. All those varieties, you know, they know that as American brewer, I want those varieties. So they're like, Oh, I've got this fresh crop of, you know, you know, citrus that just landed. It's only 45 euros per kilo. Oh, great. That's, you know, $10 more a pound than I paid for it at home. Thanks, man. <laughs> You're a German hop broker's retirement plan. <laughs> I just love his 401k. <laughs> I just love thinking that like most of the breweries uh, around here, like would go broke if they went to Germany to brew in Germany. Cause it's like, what would they do without Citro Mosaic? <laughs> Jeremy's just going through customs with a, like a, a suitcase full of hops. He's like, I don't want to pay the premium out here. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that because a lot of times I don't, I, I'm not bringing hops back, but I am bringing, uh, as much stainless parts as I can fit in my bag. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'll use an example. That like, can't look good in the x-ray. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I, well, my search almost every time. The and metal like, detector blows up when they go over his bag. <laughs> like two trips ago, I brought a, a, a stainless, an inline stainless steel strainer for the hot water tank. You know, it's a, a you know, an $800 inline strainer, uh, you know, for our hot water tank. It's, you know, maybe a foot and a half long <laughs> it's in, my, in, my, in my luggage. And I was like, oh man, like T, you know, TSA is going to have a field day with this when it goes to the x-ray. <laughs> Jeremy, you can borrow my snowboard bag if you want. <laughs> you can probably fit a lot in there. <laughs> you know, I'm mewling so much. You know, one of the cool things about this project as well has been that now I have an elevated status with United. So uh, I get 70, I get two 70 pound bags checked oh. for free. So <laughs> I'm, you know, between my stainless steel parts and my beer muling, I'm like muling a lot more back to the to Germany. So like I have, Can you, know, you not, get us the smoochie? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a bunch last time and I have some friends at another brewery and I, I gave them, you know, the fuck a, is this? A couple, a couple of, uh, imprint smoochies and they were just like, I, I can't drink this. What the fuck? <laughs> we, <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, we've made so many jokes about like those smoothie style beers going over to like Germany where like, they're so like pure. You're going to cause like a fourth <laughs> yeah. There's certainly an interest form over there. And there are definitely breweries like, uh, Frau Gruber out of, uh, Augsburg and sudden death, um, is up by Kiel in, in the North. Like they are definitely making, you know, they're full on, you know, basically an American craft brewery. Uh, they're doing really? pastry stouts, kettle yeah, sour, wow. sours, you know, hazies, triple IPAs, all that shit. Um, there's, so there's certainly a market for it. And I think younger German, you know, drinkers are certainly getting more and more into that. Um, but then, you know, where I am in the Zarland, like there's, uh, not a craft scene like there is in the bigger cities. Um, you know, I'm 
They'll cut yep. your hands off if you talk about yeah. marshmallow yeah. in a beer. I was I was kind of surprised oh, oh. to see it in uh, Norway. I saw I follow this place Duck Pond because of the uh, brewer yeah, yeah. Uh, lead oh, singer yeah. of Millencolin. So yeah, I yeah. Uh, I saw that it's smoothie sour. I went. <gasps> it doesn't surprise me in, in Sweden and in Denmark and the, I mean the Netherlands right now yeah. is like freaking uh, you know the wild wild west. The UK and the Netherlands are the wild wild west. But even like uh, we bought a hop gun. Uh, Brockhan hop gun from a brewery in Budapest, Hungary called mad scientist. And like, you check them out and like, you know, it's just so it's, it's, it's so crazy to be an American brewer in Europe because for the longest time, American brewers was shit on, you know, like we didn't make beer, American craft beer was shit, you know, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, and that. And now, I mean, without a doubt that the American craft brewer is, you know, the most influential brewer in the world, you know, everybody, you know, not let's say everybody wants to be like, American crepers, but like so much of what we do now, it doesn't make a difference where you go, whether it's France, whether it's, you know, the Netherlands or Germany or the UK or, you know, fuck man, like Scandinavia, Denmark, uh, Russia, you know, all these places are you're just, they're draining hazy beer, you know, kettle sours, fruit sours, pastry stouts. It's wild. I mean, you're seeing it in Germany now too, and it's going to happen. It's, I don't think it'll be as explosive growth wise in Germany. I think it'll be a slow climb. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I, if I, you know, slow and pragmatic is, you know, the, is a great way to grow, especially, you know, it's, I've been behind a brewery that is growing gangbusters and it's like, you know, you're hanging, you know, hanging on by the seat of your pants and it's kind of fun while it's happening, but like in retrospect, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you said, um, you said hop gun and all I could think about was <laughs> Jay from the Chamonix Creek doing like a, a, a beer based kiss tribute band called hop gun. <laughs> I was doing the song in my head too. I was also thinking of like how it, like popular American beer is over there that there must be like statues like Sam Caglione from Dogfish Head has a statue like a dictator in USSR. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, a, just a statue of him out there. <laughs> there's, certainly, there's certainly some, you know, brewers over there that are, you know, American brewers are seen as rock stars. Like even, you know, people that, you know, American brewers that I look up to. Uh, they're seen like as rock stars over there. It was really cool. I mean, I noticed the uh, the guys from Frau Gruber actually were just at the Firestone Walker Invitational. You know, oh, so wow. to, see, to see a brewery like that making the beer that they're making and get that recognition um, is pretty pretty cool to see. Which is funny because like what I'm doing with Trogger is like the complete opposite here in the United States. <laughs> you can you can drive down the Rob Todd Memorial <laughs> section of the Autobahn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, so. I know, Dan, I know you're in the same spot as I am. Right? I've been trying to just make this last through the entire conversation without like chugging it. Well, well you got no. four cans of it, so give <laughs> me <laughs> an extra can for each of you. Shh, 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 shh. He doesn't know about the other cans, Jeremy. Just let's keep, let's keep that to keep that on the DL. I was gonna say, I think you I think you hit him in the back because I only saw two when I went in there. <laughs> um uh final thoughts on the beer? Man, it is uh I mean, it's damn near perfect for um, as far as what we're familiar with. As, yeah, I mean, as far for as us, goes. you know, our limited experience with yeah. like, you know, the German styles, you know, Hell's was, you know, Sly Fox for us. And yeah. Sly Fox brought German beers to us, you know, when, you know, we weren't really. Hell, Sly, uh, Sly Fox Hell's, uh, they turned our buddy, shout out Steve, uh, the the Coors Light Yingling drinking Steve into a craft beer guy. I know now he's a craft beer yeah. nerd. <laughs> he was buying Sly Fox held by the uh, by the case with the pop top and 
I mean, it's a great gateway beer in that yeah. respect. It's not hard to go from cores to a oh, beer like this. 100%. Yeah. 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 But this is a uh, really fantastic. And uh, I mean, it's right behind you and, and Dan and I are self-proclaimed uh, label shoppers and, Oh yeah. I mean, this gotta is love just, a good label and the black can like yeah, this is, yeah, it's just, that's just fantastic. Black can, uh, the font usage is great. The little touch of silver. I love the info on the side there. It's a really, Oh, and, and a nice clear canned on canned on date, man. It, this is a, it, it's a, I'm you can tell top, the, like, a, it's a top five can for me. I mean, I, this is like the simplicity and just the overall design is. I was going to say the meticulous care yeah. you went into and not only just the beer itself, like the beer is just top notch, but like what you did in the can and everything too. And what you're doing with Trogger, like I love beers that kind of go through it, you know, tell you what's exactly in the beer, kind of educate you a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, and I, something that's going to pop when it's on a shelf or that you're going to see it when you go to the brewery or if you go to broken goblet, you know, when no one's there and you're trying to rob the place <laughs> and you say, Oh, there's, there's the hells right there. You got to hurry up. There's only about 12 cases left. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's 12 cases in one half and two sixths. And I think that that half is already called. I actually, we're going to save the two sixths for the goblet stock, the anniversary on the 16th. Oh, that looks awesome. That. So we're going to try to pour that as part of like the mutual respect table. Oh, so. sweet. That's awesome. And this is for sale at broken goblet, correct? Right now it's the only place. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, that really isn't hundred percent of my intention right now. Uh, it's not so much that I don't want to sell it outside. It's that, you know, you know, right now I, when I'm not making a lot of the beer, you know, that was only a 10 barrel batch. Um, I think maybe this year I might only do 60 barrels of total beer. Uh, but then past that, like because of my work schedule and everything else going on in, in life, uh, you know, my ability to go out and sell the beer doesn't really exist right now. So usually it's like, you know, I, you know, I know some people at some bars, like whether it's a human villain or, you know, this place or that place, like dog and bull. And I'll, you know, I'll just be like, Hey, you want a half or two of this? Cause I only have six, you know, and, you know, so the beer has been more or less evaporating without me putting a whole lot of effort into it outside, like, you know, sending a text message to a, a bar manager or a bar owner or like me putting something up on like Instagram stories or, you know, putting a post up, you know, which is cool. I'm not going to complain about that, certainly, but uh, I do want to get some more out. You know, I'm, you know, I was actually texting back and forth with a, a friend of mine uh, this weekend. He's like, where can I get some of this beer near me? And, you know, and I know where he lives. And I'm like, dude, there's no beer in Montgomery County. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I drive to Ben Salem right now, you know, which is, it's cool. I mean, and I love, you know, it's nice to keep it. I know it stays, you know, close to the cuff and everything there. It's always in the cold box, which is, you know, the beer's treated the way it should. And, you know, uh, it's on side pour, which I, I demand that. Like, that's, you know, one thing I really want to make sure that, you know, it's always on side pour. It's in my glassware. So it's, I don't know if it's going to disappear or not. And there you can there see it. There it is. <laughs> we can see it now. And he's completely gone. <laughs> I just back out. You can see the. the Jeremy, where, where'd you go, Jeremy? Oh, there it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I can, you know, we can, you know, that's sort of what I want to do. It's the whole idea but it, it, behind Trogger, besides brewing, you know, beers in a traditional way, is to get back to having fun with this. Um, you know, like, that's why I started brewing in the first place. It uh, doesn't mean I can't, you know, won't, I mean, I'm not going to brew hazy IPAs for Charlie, but it doesn't mean I don't like to drink those beers or, or brew them either. It's just, I'm not going to do that with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea is to, you know, I don't want to, 
sit, I don't want to sit in business meetings anymore where it's like, well, we need to sell X amount of barrels this, you know, this month, or we're not going to hit our targets and that's going to be bullshit. Like, uh, and like, that's so draining. Uh, you know, I, I used to think that that's what I wanted, you know, and, uh, I certainly, you know, was at a brewery where that's what we were doing, but it just got to the point where like that wasn't what I wanted anymore. That makes sense. I mean, uh, definitely. And yeah. I mean, you, and you can tell that like you, you put the love you have for craft beer and for this style, like into this house, like you could tell that it's a lot of care went into this, not only just the packaging, but also, mm-hmm. you know, obviously just how great it's brewed and just, and just I, I a think, joy to fucking drink. <laughs> I think, I think we know a gentleman that might be at Memphis tap that would probably love to have, have this on. <laughs> a certain, a certain, another like, lager aficionado in yeah. Philadelphia. I might be having some conversations with him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, those guys are awesome. I mean, I, I love loggers. You love loggers. <laughs> Robot too are super cool. I was like, yeah. you know, really stoked that they invited me to log, uh, log jamming this year. Um, oh, sweet. You know, so that, that, you know, I was, I was looking forward to that festival, you know, pretty much since the moment they asked me uh, and whatnot. And I mean, uh, to the, uh, you know, to the, to the branding and the artwork, I got to give a shout out to JP Flexner, the guy, the man behind the, the art, um, you know, JP and I have worked together for a long time, whether it's, uh, you know, before, you know, we started working together in the beer industry and, and doing all the artwork, uh, you know, we were doing stuff together, you know, playing bands, but, you know, music side of things. Um, and then it, it just really translated to an awesome working relationship uh, here in, in, in beer. And then, you know, when I decided to do this, JP actually wasn't, he was my first choice, but I didn't, uh, I want to deviate from a little bit of what I'd done in the past. You know, I'd done I worked with JP for more or less like seven, eight years on, on uh, you know, a brand. And I wanted to do something different. Not that I know, didn't know that JP. Are you, are you, oh, you got to put it up on. Oh, yeah. Hold up. Oh, I lost audio. I got to set the audio again. Well, uh, I think you just have to, you just had to unmute yourself. I did, but I can't hear it. You're not gonna be able to hear it. Right oh, yeah, hold up. Hold up, Jeremy. Sorry, we lost you for a second. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be up here in a second. We just had Tom's uh, computer shut down. I was gonna say he's frozen. <laughs> Him just going, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, it does look like he's picking his nose. <laughs> damn it damn it damn it it does look like i'm picking my nose sweet i'm getting a screenshot oh it went away <laughs> uh, it's all that booger sugar uh he's coming back yeah i'll be back here in a second uh, all right do you want to get the uh next let's get the next beer ready here hold on let me uh yeah get here hey i got you yeah. Ooh, not be back. there we go all right, we should be good. We're back. All right, we're back. We're back in business. <laughs> um, all right, let's get the. We're gonna get the next beer going here. Um, it's dark. I can't <laughs> see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Dan has shed his pit vipers. We're we're slowly getting. Uh, You're slowly getting me out of vacation. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, next one, Tom. I'm, yeah, we're gonna I'm surprised. This is the. This is two for the night for you from this uh, brewery. Yeah, but. this is a. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a history with this brewery, but uh, it's neither here nor there. Um, so, this is a collaboration beer with uh, Trauger 
and imprint. Yep. Guys, go ahead and send in your comments now. Uh, <laughs> we're doing Maybach. Uh, it's a 6.7 alcohol by volume. Uh, we brewed this Maybach with our long time. Well, this is for pulled from uh, imprint. imprint. Uh, we brewed this Maybach with our longtime Ben Salem friends, Trogger Brewing, German malt, hops, and yeast lagered for four weeks and lovingly packaged into cans and kegs. I feel like this 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 description was kind of rushed, man. I want to know a little bit more about this Maybach, but uh, yeah, let's get into uh, let's get into it here. Wait, this is this says on the on the bottom of the can it says my neck Maybach. I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it comes. Maybach with bubblegum and strawberry. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no strawberries or bubblegum was was injured in the production of that beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get a... I, I, I do detect a hint of marshmallow. <laughs> oh, that, that was a joke Ryan kept on making when we were talking about the, the recipe. You know, because at the time I was in Germany, so we were texting back and forth about it. And he kept on saying, like, yeah, when are we going to add the marshmallows? I was like, dude, the joke was funny the first time. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I'm sitting on two tons of jet puffier guy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Help me move this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel, let's get a crack here. One, two, three. So I don't want to beat a dead horse. But again, <laughs> another style introduced to us by uh, none other than Sly Fox. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you know, we're we're close proximity to their Potsdam location and goat race aficionados. <laughs> yeah. Ba- Bachfest is I should have I should have used my Bachfest uh, Stein for this one um, or my, ta- my sorry, my tankard. Don't be offended, uh, Jeremy. I got that. Wrong. Um, so. Actually, this is our our second imprint lager of the night. That's what I said. This is yeah. the second one. I'm like Tom. Like don't. Uh, <laughs> and there are there are. I feel lot- like the world's gonna end when Tom has had two imprint beers in one night. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're a lager company now, right? That's their thing. They're a lager company now. Is it's imprint lager co? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm uh, interested to try this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sancho, cheers, Jeremy, Sancho. I gotta pour myself another beer because not only is it invisible, but it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Hmm. I still have a four pack of uh of that left there. Uh, All right. We got a a Twitch Twitch viewer. Uh, ah, sweet. Hopping on with egregious it. is that egregious gamer? Yeah, egregious <laughs> gamer still has a four pack of that left. Oh, um, nice. Good sweetness on there. Yeah, so did you brew this with at imprint or did you uh brew this? So this was brewed at imprint, which was a fun brew day because they have a single infusion mash ton. Oh, okay. But uh, you know, one of the, the, the part of that conversation with those guys was, Hey, uh, you know, how can we do this in a way that'd be more traditional than just doing a single infusion? So I asked Ryan, I was like, you know, I said, I was like, why don't we do it as a step mash? And he said, well, we can't. And I said, you certainly can. We just have to do it as a, as a water step mash. And I was like, we had to do an infusion, you know, water step, you know, where we just, you know, we go thicker at the beginning of the, of the mash. And then we go thinner as we get to the top, but we can do our steps that way. If we calculate how much, water and the temperature you know the temperature of the water and how much we needed to make it happen yeah so that's that's what we did you know and that was the first time that ever they'd ever done that uh at imprint and 
uh, it, you know, those are one of those days, you know, that are fun. I, I love, you know, being a brewer for those reasons, because you do things like that, you know, you challenge yourself. I mean, that's something I had done, but they had never done. So I, you know, I said, I was like, you know, let's do it. You know, what's yeah. the, what's the point of doing this if we're not going to challenge ourselves, you know, like let's have some fun with this. And that's really, the, you know, what, what ended up happening with that beer. Yep. MacGyvering a lager mm-hmm. right there at, yeah. uh, I mean, there's ways, there's ways you can do it. You just have to be a little bit more creative or you have to think outside the box instead of just throwing a bunch of malt and hops in with your break water and saying, Oh, well, that's what I got to deal with. Yeah. You know, not ways you can get, you know, you can be a little bit more creative and, uh, you know, I think you can make better, you know, better beer that way too. So what would you, <clears throat> what would you say the tasting notes we should expect with this, uh, would be with a Maybach? Would that be or my box in general? Because in general. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I say it not because I think the beer it's a bad beer, but I mean, you know, uh, I think that beer, that version of is a little bit maybe sweeter than I usually prefer. Um, I like them to be a little bit drier. Uh, I, I actually, I agree with you because mm-hmm. I recently, I was getting a couple of my box, obviously with the season, um, you know, a few weeks ago, just kind of stocking up on a couple from around our area here. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is probably on the sweeter side for me. Yeah, uh, in I terms agree of with that. that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think maybe a more common uh, issue you see here in the States, mostly because of the way we, uh, you know, most of the time these things are fermented and open, excuse me, in closed fermenters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you get a little on the higher side of the ABD, although this one's not too bad. Um, you know, the, the yeast can, you know, struggle a little bit um, and whatnot. So uh, they, they just don't dry out as much as you, you know, you, you'd like them to. Um, and then also that's a little bit something we can, we can counter with a step mash or a decoction. You know, we can specifically, go after that, um, in, in the mash, you know, in our, 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 our mixing or mash mixer. Um, uh, but that's just, you know, it doesn't make it a bad beer because there's certainly versions of this beer that are sweeter that, you know, I enjoy as well. Um, just for me, uh, I like them to be a little drier. That's all. I agree. Yeah. I, I do like a little, like a little bit more dryness, uh, almost like a cri- dryness to like a crispy bite to a little bit mm-hmm. at the finish for, I mean, this is, this is nice. Like the, the malt in it, this kind of is what a Maybach is kind of brewed for, you know, as all, as box go, this is where you're stepping out into like the warmer weather and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's namesake and everything. You wanted some, a lighter lottered mm-hmm. beer to bring in the summer season. This is also a great style that if you have the opportunity, especially home brewers uh, can do this a little bit more readily than a professional brewer can. Um, but if you can do this beer as an open fermentation, um, or at least an open fermentation for maybe like the first 36 to 48 hours and then close it down, I think the yeast, uh, in particular, because the higher gravity in these beers and the higher ABV is really aided by, uh, not having that, that, that hydrostatic pressure. Um, although, you know, if it's a smaller batch, it's not, you know, nearly the same, but the yeast will struggle a little bit more because of the higher, you know, work gravity. And having that open fermentation really allows the yeast to to, to be a little bit more uh, assertive in the sense that it's going to dry out, I think, a little bit better. That's my, my opinion. Nice. Yeah. And I forgot about the higher ABV being like it's a celebratory beer and everything, too. Mm-hmm. Like it's made to be like, hey, you know, we're celebrating the warm weather's coming, the fields, you know, pe- and like, you know, historically it's bringing on like the season mm-hmm. of plenty, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's certainly it's, you know, you're getting into the, the warmer season. Uh, you know, it's, it's nice because it's still, a, you know, you'll have it. It's, it, 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 you know, it's that spring thing where the, you know, the mornings are going to be crisp. The days, the later day is, you know, you have the spring weather, Yeah. you know, so it's going to be nice and warm. 
but then it gets a little chilly as the sun starts to go down. Uh, you know, so a bigger beer still, you know, still works out well for that. No, I agree. Um, so I wanted to ask, uh, I think we, we need to get a little bit more into, to Jeremy's background, brewing background. Oh, totally. Um, you know, you're doing a lot of, a lot of work over in Germany and over here, you, you know, you don't really experience that a lot. Um, so can you tell us what, what it's like brewing, um, was it according to the, now I'm going to butcher this word. No, or, no, don't say it. The Rhein, Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so Heitzke close. Oh, it got Canadian right at the end. It was like Reinheitsgebot. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Um, I mean, even the things that we understand or know about the purity law, um, when you get there, there's even more to it. Um, of course, you know, we kind of oversimplify things like, well, it's got to be, you know, four ingredients, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Um, it's actually even more complicated than that, but yet there's some simplicity to it as well. Uh, you know, one of the things that like I never knew before I started brewing in Germany was that technically we have to mill our own malt. We're not allowed to use pre-milled malt. Oh, um, okay. It has to be milled on site. Um, one of the things I, you know, always understood or thought I understood was that there, you couldn't do any, um, any adjustments to, uh, you know, uh, to the water chemistry or, you know, your water coming in, you know, into the building, like, it's like basically what you have is what you have to use. Um, but that's not true. Um, we actually can, uh, use like reverse osmosis or any sort of other like charcoal filtration, things like that. Um, but for example, on, with reverse osmosis, we could, we could do that and we could put brewing salts back into the, to the water, but we can't put more into the water than already exists. So we can take all the, the shit out that we don't want and say, we want, you know, a, a fair amount of calcium sulfate, uh, you know, gypsum uh, or calcium, you know, car, you know, carbonate. Like if we want to, you know, uh, or excuse me, calcium chloride, uh, if we want to put those things back into the water, we can do that, but it can't be more than what our water already has, you know? So that's sort of a limitation there. And then the other side, it has to be specifically what we call the brewing water. Like we can't, adding any of those salts to the water, you know, the mash specifically, like, you know, that's once the mash is, the mash is the mash. You can't do anything to it. Like it's gotta be, for example, loggers. And that's the other thing. It's like the, the, the purity law is, is funny in the sense that it's, you know, loggers are sacred ground. You can, you know, it really, it does govern ales to a certain extent, but like, it's almost as if they don't care, you know, with the ales is, but if you do anything to a logger, it's like heaven forbid. It's, <laughs> so, uh, so what, it's like what governs society? It just takes yeah. you out. <laughs> what governs those laws? Uh, so there's actually uh, it's in the, the federal Bundestag, uh, like laws, like the statutes that, you know, run the federal government. It actually has been, uh, so, the Reinhardtsburg has been, it was, everyone calls it the German purity law, but it really actually was the Bavarian purity law. And it, it did not become the law of the land in Germany until 1906. Um, and then after like, you know, World War One and Two and whatnot, when the West. It took a little break with the word purity then. Nothing happened here. <laughs> from- <laughs> We're like on after, vacation. <laughs> after the Second World War, like in East and West Germany split up, like East Germany didn't acknowledge the purity law, you know, but West Germany did. So it was actually written in into their statute and their, you know, the civil codes. Um, but then it's also the, the misconception is that you can't make anything but those beers in Germany. That's not true. The difference is, is that you can make any type of beer you want, but there's only certain beers that you can call beer. 
Um, so if it's, uh, you know, the main four ingredients, uh, the basic four ingredients, uh, then you can call it beer, you know, but if I put, uh, sugar, you know, into the beer, if I use dextrose or any sort of sugar adjunct or any other adjunct for that matter, whether it be corn or, or rice or, uh, marshmallow or marshmallow, <laughs> I put any of those things into it, it changes what we can call it. And that used to be a perception by the German, you know, consumer of inferior beer. So if it wasn't a beer beer, then uh, it was, you know, shit, it wasn't a good beer. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is a dry hop beer cannot be, you know, no dry hop beer will ever be a purity law beer, but it doesn't make it not a beer. It's just called what we call a beer specialty in German. Um, you know, so for example, we make one of those at, at Box. It's actually one of my favorite beers, if not my favorite beer we make is a dry hop Tellus. And uh, we dry hop it with uh, Simcoe and Amarillo and the, you know, the beer, it tastes like lemonade right off the bottling line. It's, it's awesome. I love it, but it's not a beer. It's a beer specialty, a special Italian, you know, like that's uh, our special Italian. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where like uh, it used to be an issue, you know, the German consumer did not want to drink anything that wasn't beer. And I'll, you know, I use the example of uh, Frau Guber uh, earlier, like they're almost not almost, they are, uh, they're flying the flag of those beers. In fact, like all the pastry stouts that they're making, like you can't even call them a beer specialty. They actually have to be what we call a beer mishka drink, a beer mixed drink, um, which has for the longest time had a really negative kind con- you know, you know, reputation or connotation to it in Germany, because you can still go into the gas stations in Germany and get like a, you know, this is why like the German side of things is so strange where you have, you never think you could, you know, a German would mix like cola with a beer, but you can go into a, you know, a grocery store or a gas station and buy a half liter of cola beer mix, you know, for 50 euro cents. <laughs> uh, but they, they totally, they, they bastard, you know, they bastardize it themselves, but like they would never call that beer. But now you have breweries that are doing pastry stouts and all this crazy, you know, stuff. And they're flying that flag where like they literally put on the front of the can and it'll be the name of the beer and the artwork. And it'll say beer Mishka Trank on the bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's almost as if the younger German consumers that are into craft are looking for that. And if it doesn't have it on it, it's, it's almost like the hazy IPA or the patient. Like, well, that beer didn't finish at 15 Play-Doh. I don't want that shit. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> that beer doesn't say beer Michigan trying on it. I'm not buying it. It's, it's not a pastry style. Like it's the same mentality, but just, in, you know, a, in a different mindset. Oh, um, so there's beer yeah, dorks I mean, in Germany too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, trust me, there are beer Dorkenstadt. <laughs> oh God, beer, uh, Coca-Cola and beer, and France lost to these guys. <laughs> I, I sit there and see it all the time, and like my boss had mentioned, he's like, I, you know, he's like, man, they wouldn't do this in Bavaria. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Have you ever had a, it's a German thing. Uh, Coca-Cola mixed with orange Fanta. No, I've never had that. That's a, uh, it's sort of like a Spezi. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it, All liner actually makes a, a Spezi that's like super, super. I mean, I'm not going to say it's good because I'm not into it, but I have a, a friend um, I have a friend who's into, I, you know, those I, adjuncts. Yeah, <laughs> actually, he's a, he graduated by Stefan, uh, worked at uh, Bitburger. And then after Bitburger, he uh, worked for Steinecker, the, you know, the brew house manufacturer. Dude, you know, here's this, you know, a certified brewmaster from, you know, the you know, oldest, you know, brew, you know, brewing 
I don't know if it's the oldest brewing school in the world, but it's the oldest brewery. I mean, it's connected to the Technical University of Munich, it's connected to Von Stefan, the, the brewery. Here's this guy, you know, it's a four-year degree in brewing, is technically a, a certified brewmaster because I can't call myself a brewmaster in Germany because uh, I don't have a degree from a, a German brewing school. Um, but here's this guy, and, you know, he absolutely loves this, this spacey shit. And I'm, every time, you know, <laughs> then you have Paul Anner, who's obviously this, you know, mega brewery. Uh, and they make it, you know, they make the spacey and it's super popular, but they, they, he loves it. He yep. absolutely freaks out about it. We had a, um, we had a schnitzel house near, uh, down on 724. You know where Jerry chicken is? Yeah. 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 yeah the there's a, yeah. there's a schnitzel house there that, uh, my wife and I would frequent. My wife was born in, uh, Heidelberg. Oh, um, nice. And, and I'm not far from Heidelberg actually. Yeah. We would, we would go down there and get some schnitzel and they had that that spacey or whatever it's busy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i was like Ugh. it just feels like when you're at mcdonald's and you like hit the high c orange <laughs> yeah. remember when you just put a little high c yeah. orange into your soda <laughs> but mixing like mountain dew with like some other weird ass yeah. flavor well, yeah i was like it's like 7-eleven where you get you you go get a, a, a fill up a coke slurpee and then whatever the other flavor slurpee is like you know uh but it was i I was like, I got to try it. I got to, I have to find out what it tastes like. And it's really good. <laughs> really good. I'm not super. There's other, like the, the thing that I've gotten kind of addicted to in Germany is the, the sprudels, the, the, the carbonated, like it's not carbonated sparkling water, but it's usually like flavored carbonated sparkling water. But there's a few that like, there's one that, uh, it's, it's, uh, sweetened with uh, aspartame but it's a 750 milliliter bottle and it's seven calories. It tastes like hmm. it's, it's <laughs> super carbonated. Just killing it, brain cells. But yeah. loving it. <laughs> it's so good. I, it's like, I don't feel like, you know, like junk after like, it's not like I just, you know, drank a 750 yeah. night, you know, and it was like 500 calories. It's seven calories for 750. What's the one we have here? Uh, what's the, the sparkling flavored water? Uh, love, uh, La Croix or whatever. La Croix. What isn't there, you know, right now in sparkling flavor? Yeah. But that's the equivalent in Germany would be Sprudel or like there's like, uh, you know, Sprudel companies everywhere. And, and some of them are just crazy. There's uh, a couple that make like this, like uh, multiple different like berries, like teas. Like there, you know, it'll be a tea, but it'll have, you know, like raspberry and then a few other different types of berries. And like, they're super good. Like, the lemonades, like, I mean, out all day. And like, you go in, you can just buy crates of them in the grocery store. And I love it. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't mess with the spacey, but like the rest of the stuff, it's pretty good. All right. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. I feel like we need to get into this. Uh, we need to get into this last beer. This Grodsky. <clears throat> yeah. Let's, heck. uh, final thoughts on the, uh, the Maybach. Um, I am finding it to be a little too sweet to uh i mean i usually drink these a you know a little bit quicker than usual like i love my box um i'm finding it to be a little almost like even like the mouth feels a little thick to me like it's just it's sweet so yeah i mean yeah. I'll, I'll agree it's a little on the sweet side for me um i mean i have been don't worry i have been trying i vacation I, dan I, is I, still I, here I, <laughs> all either i mean like it's it's a brewer i mean you know i'm I'm my own worst critic. So <laughs> the, the malt in it, uh, like the malt, I mean, it has a great malt character and yeah. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, it's there. I can, I can, I yeah. can taste it's it. Just, it like it has, <laughs> it's just like that, 
It's like the malt is like the bone marrow, (laughs) and it's just surrounded by like that sweetness. And it's just, I can't get through it. It's literally like, you know, the first time I had it, I was like, man, the beer is here, but it's not there. (laughs) It's it's like, I can, I can see across the finish line, you know? I think there might be a little marsh. Doesn't make it a bad beer. Just doesn't ex- make it exactly the beer that, right. you know, that I know or like other people would expect or want either. And my, and, and my box is, I feel like my box, like a very, um, it's a very palate oriented beer, you know, that yeah. you can get people that really love my box and people that really hate it. Um, I mean, I, I've had one recently, uh, from a brewery in Germany called a hairs and high mat that like, absolutely crushed it it was so so good uh i actually texted the brewer uh the brewery's like two blocks from the uh, my apartment um i actually live in another town not the, so boxes in neukirchen i've been uh, living in something but and uh i'm lucky i live like two blocks from this brewery called hairs and Heimat, and they have this awesome like uh restaurant it's not attached to the brewery it's like two blocks from the brewery it's called the glass beer metzgerai and the burgers there are like slamming like i love going there at least once a week and right before they kicked the last keg i went down finally to, gra- to drink their mybach and i texted him i was like yo man this is so fucking on point yeah i got fe- <laughs> i got a feeling if you're in germany you have to ace that <laughs> yeah. but again it's not an easy style to make yeah. i mean i've had plenty of them both you know stateside and in europe that aren't you know they're not bad beers but they're just not exactly what i like uh, that's i mean it doesn't make a difference i mean for me uh doesn't make a difference how malty or big the beer is i i like dry beer like to me it's yeah. like i want to have the feeling that i want to drink more you know so like if that's not in that beer then you know it's just something that does that's like you know that's the thing about hazy beer to me like hazy ipa to me is like you drink one of them and not only is there probably actually 600 calories in the can but it feels like there's <laughs> yeah it's that bloat i love the hazies that don't feel like that though when you get one that looks like it's going to be like that but then you're like the dryness yeah. factors there and then the bodies and it's just like so refreshing you're like Thank you. Thank you for not killing my stomach right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I want to say those are few and far between, but they're out there. They're certainly out there. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. For sure. All right. So we're gonna get into uh into our last beer here um from uh Trauger. So this is a This it, is what I'm stoked on yeah. because I had this style actually as a this year was the first time I've had this style and I thought it was just so awesome. I've never had this style, so I'm a uh, you know, you're you're popping my uh Grudz uh cherry here. And as a I'm part po- I'm part Polish. I know I'm half Polish and I've never I, I love this. that the style sounds like he's a goalie for like the Oilers or something. <laughs> it sounds like the last this would be a last name of most of the people I grew up with. <laughs> um Are you from Northeast PA? No, I'm from Delco. Okay, and that would make more sense if you were from Schuylkill County. So. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Delco, bro. Delco. Um, all right, so we're doing is it Gra- Grazer? Grazer. 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 Uh, so it's a three point eight percent alcohol by volume. Grozitski. Uh, it's Polish style. Am I saying that right? Grozitski. Grozinski. In English, it's Grozinski, but in in Polish, it'd be Grozitska. Grozitska. And I'm probably fucking that up, but it's closer than what it would be in English. <laughs> uh, brewed with 98% oak smoked wheat malt and hopped in the kettle with Zula and Sibila, Sibia, Sibila, uh, Polish hops. Okay. So uh, we have the 
enemy of the podcast. Oh, oh, the crowler. The crowler. Tom, do you have a do you have a towel ready? It's I think it's on the floor next to you. <laughs> it's well tom it, we his, can never pour it tom can never pour a crowler so like historically it all goes on the floor yes most <laughs> yeah most of the first pour it, goes it, on the floor. It, it, it trickles down it's a floor pour you know yeah, classic floor pour egregious gamer uh, i love hazies too but we're gonna get into a polar smoke beer egregious gamer the haze craze is over get get up with the times we discussed <laughs> this two episodes ago <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we're yeah, he loves hazies, and the question would be, who the fuck doesn't these days? Oh, I, I'm the resident haze boy of this group. I am the self-hating hazy boy, though, where I'm just like, yeah, it's a great beer, you know, whatever. <laughs> I've come full circle with hazies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like them, too. Like I said, it's one of those things where I drink one. You're delayed? And Wait, who's, who's delayed? Who's delayed? Am I delayed? I, who's delayed? Maybe I'm delayed. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It all seems Un- kosher to us. Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Do it. Hey, my face is clean. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that is a smoky boy. Oh, man. So while you're pouring this out, um, I don't. We're going to. I'm going to do it. Dan. You do it? Okay. Yeah. Hard pour. Hard pour right down the center. Uh, All right. Yeah, we're yeah, not sorry. delayed. We just pick and choose when we want to bring them up. Uh, egregious <laughs> gamer. That's uh, what you know. We're the uh, we're the bosses over here. <laughs> so uh, yes, I mentioned the Gradziski or yeah. Gradzka is the. Uh, I just had this style literally like a few months ago. I had uh, one of the former brewers from Wall and Paul Pack gave me theirs. They're okay. smoked. Uh, and th- it's funny because you mentioned Schuylkill County. I was like, oh yeah, they're in Northeast Pennsylvania. So uh, yeah, they're from out in that area. Whoa! They're making some good beer too. Yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, award-winning beers. Um, we had them on the podcast before. Uh, actually, their Maybach is on my list, and I almost ordered a bunch of it from. <laughs> I looked at the shipping. I was like, I can't do it right now. I'm about to go on vacation. No one's going to be there to sign off for this beer. <laughs> I always, I always forget that we can have Wall and Palm Pack. Oh yeah, to us. statewide shipping, Pennsylvania, yeah. baby. All that that sleeveless brewing up there. It's just. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, oh man, that is beautiful. Right. Man, it's two two straight weeks with a smoked beer. Yeah, I know. We're growing, Dan. All right, Slancha. Cheers. Prost. Do you still have that? Uh, uh, was that eleven month Pilsner going on over there? No, <laughs> uh, I got maybe a few more ounces of this left, but uh, then I'm probably gonna crack this bad boy, the beast. The beast. <laughs> We'll see. It depends on how well I want to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, man. I love the light body of the Gra- the Gradzitsky is like one of my favorite things, especially with all of the smoke flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing I like about this style in particular uh, is that it's oak smoked wheat. So it has such a different quality than what a smoked barley would have. Yeah. Uh, there's a certain sweetness to it. And then also... Uh, because of the low ABV on this and because they you know, wheat also has a certain tartness. I don't want to say tartness, but like, it's just a lighter, you know, it cuts through. It's a lighter, it's certainly a lighter body. Yeah. You would get from, uh, from barley. So it's just, it's just a, it's a hard beer to make, to be honest, to bitch, to, to, to mash with. If you're not doing, you know, I don't suggest anyone that ever wants to make this style to do it as a few in an infusion mash. Uh, cause it's not hard to have a stuck mash. If you're off on your strike, 
Um, oh, really? Here on a step mash, it's it's super, uh, super much easier. Uh, you won't have issues with it. Um, and also, you'll have you'll get better efficiency. Um, I haven't done this as a decoction, but I do plan on doing it as a decoction. Yeah. So what are we, what was this smoked beer we had last week with Volstead? We did a smoked, smoked alt beer. Alt beer. And it was a homebrewed smoked alt beer, too. Yeah. That was a... This is a... So no step mashing there. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no step mashing at home. <laughs> no, he actually brewed it through a, a, a window uh, window unit AC. <laughs> he lagered it. Yeah, lagered So he, it. he created a glycol chiller th- uh, with a wall unit AC. <laughs> I know breweries that started off that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally, I've literally seen that. So, <laughs> yeah, um, this is um, it's super interesting. Um, the smell, like the aroma, uh, I definitely expected a really heavy smoke flavor, and mm-hmm, the smoke flavor is definitely there, but it's not like a. It's not on the nose. It's not it's an not, unenjoyable. It's smoke not like smoke, it's not like smoked barley. The, the smoked weed is just very, very different. It, it, there's also a sweetness, like I said, to the wheat that just creates like a different quality than you would expect when you would like drink it, you know, made like a rock beer or you know, like a smoked Meritzen or something like that. Like, and for me, uh, because it's such a, it's a, such a low ABV beer too. Like, uh, the smoke isn't over the top, but especially as the beer warms up, it has a, a lot more uh, complexity, um, that I think you would expect from a beer like that. And then, yeah. you know, I've been crushing them. I, I can't stop, you know, I, I, I don't try to get high on my own supply. Like, <laughs> so we had, we had our buddy here, egregious gamer say, I don't know if I've had one yet and you probably haven't because we just got it straight off the line here. So this is, this just is that crowded. new new. <laughs> it, it was, it was just crowded today. So do you I actually only poured this after I kegged it, we put it on side pour, uh, for ourselves at broken God with a six tool. And then I, <laughs> after like a couple of days, I took it off. Uh, just to save the beer because i didn't i only did a three barrel batch of this there's not a whole lot of it uh you guys doing smoked uh milk pours (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) awesome too uh it'd be awesome you you drink this on side pool and have mike lock tell you how awesome metallica is (laughs) (laughs) lars Ulrich's the best drummer in the world yeah (laughs) i don't know if he'd say that but uh (laughs) he would yeah Um, we have it on good authority that he is one of the the top Lars Ulrich. Yeah, we got him. Dr- we got him drunk one night on the podcast, and he confessed it to us. We have it on recording. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to confront him about that. Then. Yeah, we're, we're gonna release the tape. Don't worry. Just, <laughs> just tell him we're gonna release the tape. I mean, I'm a Metallica fan, but I don't know if I go as far uh, uh, to you know ever put Lars Ulrich in uh, you know any sort of category yeah. of top drummers. So, I mean, I agree. I don't. I don't think I would either. But you know, Mike insists. He's uh, he's the top. Top drummer. I've of never all seen somebody with hard eyes for Lars Ulrich like Mike Locke. Yeah. I'll give him. I'll give him one record. I'll give. <laughs> I'll give Lars one record. I mean, I'll give him Justice for All because for me, I you know, all right. the drumming on that's not overly. Uh, you know, I. I mean, I've I played in bands with you know drummers better than than Lars Ulrich, but that record for for me anyway, for as what far it is, yeah. You know the the compositions and the and what he is, you know, his drum parts and that fit all the music perfectly. I would have gave him Ride the Lightning too. I would have gave him at least that one. I uh, I feel like there's something different about because there's a you know there's a progression or or maybe even some would say a regression from hold Ride on, the Lightning. I was gonna there hold there on. is a regression from Injustice for All, but hold on. <laughs> Guys look check it out. I'm better than Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, come on. <laughs> um, uh, so our buddy Matt here uh, asked if it's comparable to a Rausch beer. So, I mean, that's kind of like what we were just talking about, the smoked malt versus smoked wheat, like you were just saying. I guess with the Rausch beer, it's the smoked malt, correct? Well, they're both smoked malt. Um, yeah. Or I guess the... So Nick's asking if this is... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if he had them one from the tank or not. This, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most like this is I need to read this in like a Delco accent. Like, yeah, it is a Nick. It's Teresa's cousin. Don't worry. From down the street. Uh, ask Jeremy if this is the one I tried right out of tank. Um, you have to, you have to say it in a, in a in a Rochester North you know, upstate New York accent because that's where Nick lives. Mm. <laughs> it reads very Delco. <laughs> Not far off, probably. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah you I know, was gonna Teresa. say. Yeah, there, yeah, there's that upper New York like New England accent. You know, Teresa. Right. I'm Teresa's cousin. Don't worry. It's, uh, <laughs> no, you get a little west of the Adirondacks. It's not as not as New England as you think. Yeah. Oh man, he he's in Wegman's country. Yeah. <laughs> um. I would say like with this uh, compared to uh, I would say compared to a Roush beer, this is very um, I would I would say with a Roush beer, you get it on the nose a little bit more than you do with this. Um, It's a little bit this has a a lighter smoke, I would say, than uh, like a Roush beer. I feel like a Roush beer is like full body smoke. This is like light, like. I would say this is crushable smoke to me. I feel like the smoke, like the first pour, the smoke was a lot heavier than it is now. It's tamed as yeah. it's gotten like closer to room temperature. Yeah. I feel like uh, the difference for me has always been like when I have a, like a, like a, I mean, you really have to experience smoke beer in Germany uh, compared to the States because anything that does make it to the States is. I mean, the age is the smoke certainly, you know, lessens with age. Um, uh, I mean, when you have it in Germany, it's sometimes it's like liquid campfire. (laughs) (laughs) There's people that will complain that it's like that here in the States, where it's so, so assertive and aggressive in Germany. Um, Whereas this beer to me is um, because it's, you know, it's, it's not barley, it's smoked wheat. Mm -hmm. uh, And because of the lower ABV, it's got that presence. Yeah, um, it's, it, I guess the best way I can put it is it's it's not like a ham sandwich. It's so it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a cheese sandwich with a, a side of cured smoked bacon, a little bit of you <laughs> oh, know, okay, you know, All right. not the full you know the full thing. Whereas like a like a, a smoked merits in the you know a rock beer would be a full on like liquid ham sandwich, and I, and I yeah. love that. Don't you know, like to no. me that you know some people don't like that at all. To me, I, I I'm like I'm all for it. That's great. Um, that's actually a good analysis because I don't, I was kind of equating something different in my head. So I was thinking like Roush beers are kind of like a, like a brat on the grill. This is like the dollar dog night glizzy. Like this is where you're just like crushing these. Like the first time I had a Grudzinski, I went, Oh man, this reminds me of like hot dogs on the campfire. Like just that, that like a little bit of little sweetness, char. just a little yeah. char, a little sweetness. Like this is like a glizzy beer. Yeah. I, I just kept calling it the glizzy beer. <laughs> I like equate this to being like, this is if you are absolutely a hundred percent against smoke beer, this is a good style. And that would be an entry into that. Um, because it's not full on crazy. Like, you know, you're not scraping ash off your tongue, but there's enough smoke there where it's going to add a complexity, you know, complexity to the beer. And, a, and PJ, I don't, I don't know what 
I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Grizzly <laughs> is the correct terminology. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's the correct nomenclature. I'll, I'll also accept pork missile. Pork. <laughs> <laughs> um, Name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we had a we had a discussion we got last Jeremy week. Pork missile. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had a discussion last week while we were drinking uh, the smoked alt beer, where some some of the smoked beers uh they they come across with a very like liquid smoke flavor like that very we what do we equate it to bacos yeah we were thinking like you know how bacos have they're really phoning in the bacon taste yeah bacos <laughs> has like a very distinct taste it's not uh oh there he is ah uh, there he is the number one lars Ulrich fan in the world Mike Locke. Mike Locke. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Bacos, Bacos don't taste like bacon. They have, they're just, they're Bacos flavored. Yeah. And it's like a lot of That's this. That's what liquid smoke is. It's not yeah. smoke flavored. It's just, so it's liquid, liquid smoke. smoke. <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel like a lot of those beers, like I've had, uh, I had a, the first smoked beer I ever had was a smoked beer to guard. And was that Conchi? Yeah. And it was just, it was very heavy handed with like a, it was a very, um, inauthentic smoke flavor. They just teabagged that beer with smoke flavor. Yeah. Yeah. It was smoke flavoring. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 and I feel like a lot of like that, that style, like any of like that, like, uh, any smoked beer gets kind of bogged down with that. I mean, prior to the, Grzynski, the only other smoked beer I've ever had. Uh, well, obviously last week with the smoked mm -hmm. alt beer, but like Roush beers were the only smoked beer I had yeah. prior to that. So like it was always like when the Roush beer came out for God, I hate being a broken record. Sly Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just so I'm in my own German bubble of like like all the beers yeah. I have. And you were you uh, Dan, you were directed to go to Germany and ask for a glizzy. Because you will get a knuckle sandwich. I don't even know what a glizzy is. So what the fuck is a glizzy? It's, hot dog. It's just a hot dog. It's yeah, just it's a, like a, it's a slang term for a hot dog. It's a. It's never, a. It's I've a, never heard that before. It's a zoomer term well, for. I mean, I I honeymooned in Iceland. They have the best hot dogs in the uh, glizzies. Best glizzies in the world. Yeah. So uh, come at me with that. You ever we're, have a glizzy made ass sheep? <laughs> <laughs> we're on. Uh, we're we're, we're on, we have to we're we're streaming on Twitch, so we have to use the Twitch lingo. <laughs> It's Gen Z slang. Ah, it's a glizzy. I don't even know what Gen it's Z not even, is. It's not even Gen Z slang. I'm almost 50. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> ah, dude, I'm, I'm 36. I'm not Gen Z. <laughs> I'm 36 and one day younger than Daniel. So. Yeah, one day younger. That's it. <laughs> um, all right. So friends. we've talked about uh, your, I guess we didn't really talk about too much about your brewing history. Um, you started out with, uh, with, did you start out with Nishamini or was it just like your longest tenure? So I'm one of the founders and the original head brewer in Nishamini. Yeah. Oh, you're one of the founders of Nishamini. Yeah. Yeah. So Croy, Croy, I, I and, saw that you had the, this is not Croydon cream I, I loved, I, <laughs> I, I, I geeked out a little bit. When I, I, saw I giggled picture, so yeah. hard at that when I was looking at the untapped, I went, Oh man. That's no, awesome. that was an untapped killer. As far as my ratings concerned, I'm not ridiculous <laughs> shit about that, but I just watched the fucking rating go from four to three, nine because of that shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't give a fuck either way because it's, you know, it's, I love cream ale and if people don't get it or they don't appreciate it, that's not my fault. 
I know. I I mean, I've I've had I had the OG like Croydon Cream Ale. That was a that was a staple when my band would we would have band practice. We would have a couple cans of that in the cooler all the time. So if you've had that beer before and you've seen the artwork on that label. Yeah, like the uh, the lawnmower you know, and everything. Yeah, the lawnmower and then the guy asleep on the you know the lawn chair. Yeah. Uh, so two things about that artwork. One, JP, the guy that does, you know, the, you know, the person that's responsible for all the artwork for Trogger, he did all the artwork for the Chamonix at that time. Um, so that's where that, you know, so the cool thing about that is that like, you wouldn't know that because the Trogger artwork is so different than what he, you know, he had done for the Chamonix, which I think is awesome because JP, like I said, is seriously one of the most, uh, uh, like talented artist and graphic designers ever met you know or i'll ever meet he's you know and we we connect so crazy you know in such a crazy way like when we have conversations about our work it's it's almost like we're connected at the brain um so it's a super easy relationship to have but then uh, you know the second thing about that is that <clears throat> when the chamois started my father <coughs> excuse me my uh this is even before you you know be, you know in 2012 when the chamois opened you weren't allowed to sell on premise you know you could only do uh you know six packs bombers whatever uh growlers to go so when we opened in our gift shop in our tasting room because uh, you had to do the four ounce pours you couldn't you know if yeah. you wanted to taste a, a four ounce pour and then get a you know a growler filler or something to go that's the way it had to be uh so the person that ran the gift shop for the first three years of the brewery was my father um and so my father is not just the inspiration for us you know brewing a cream ale but like he's on the can like that like that you know, <laughs> on the chair. That's awesome. Yeah, that's hundred percent my dad. You know, uh, that's you know, fucking awesome. Is awesome, uh, and, and whatnot. So, you know, when I left, and uh, you know, everything the way worked out the way it did, and then you know, also decided to do the, the this is not Croydon Fest. I was like, you know, they're not making this beer anymore. So fuck it. You know, we're, I'm going to make it. It's my beer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. And the fact that you brought that up about JP, like I'm having such a I'm geeking out hard because um, the original can art for Shape of Hops to Come is still, I, I hold that in such high regard as like a refused fan and everything. Like that was like one of my favorite like can art styles when it first came out. Just the, the name of the beer too. I went, holy shit, is that for real? <laughs> I remember getting yeah, it. I, I got it completely based on the name. Like I've never like had it before. I'm like, well, I'm getting this. <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine, Dan, actually, you know, we were having a conversation not long after the brewery started. Uh, and he was like, Jeremy, you should make a, you know, a super hoppy, like double IPA and call it, you know, the shape of hops that come. And I was like, done. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> such a great name. <laughs> and one, I love that band. And then two, you know, actually that, that whole story was wild because I remember, I want to say 2014, maybe it was 2000, maybe it was a, like June of 2015, but I want to say it was 2014. I went on a, uh, I was actually had like a weird, like tubing trip down to Delaware with the guys from hundred and distributing in New Jersey. They used to do an annual tubing trip with Tommy Arthur from uh, lost Abbey, uh, you know, Port Bruin. He would come out for Philly beer weekend. We would, he, they would sponsor like a company wide, you know, and, and also like all these people just pile in, you know, from Philly into this, you know, big, uh, you know, rental bus and do a tubing trip to the Delaware. And like, I, at the end of it, we would get out in Lambertville and then we would go to like the end of the Hawk or something like that in Lambertville for beers. And like, you know, it was pretty dope because it was, you know, hundred percent on the distributors tab. So of course you're going to eat your, you know, <laughs> stuff your face and, and, and drink as much beer as you can. But I remember I was sitting at the bar 
at the end of this tubing trip, like, you know, way too many beers deep. And I get a, you know, I, I'm actually friends with the, with refused old manager. Um, I've known Mike for a long, he's no longer their manager, Yeah. Um, but they were just back to playing shows again. I get, I get a phone call from him and I was like, well, why is Mike calling me? And he's like, Hey man, uh, so you guys made a beer called the shape of hops come. And I was like, Oh man, this is going to be a problem. It's, like, <laughs> it's a cease and desist. <laughs> no, man, the band's totally cool with it. I'm like, really? Cause like, isn't half the band like straight edge? He's like, yeah, you know, but half the, you know, the other <laughs> doesn't really care anymore. Uh, so, you know, they're like, would you want to come to some shows on this tour? I'm like, fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> so the funny thing is I ended up not being able to go to any of the shows, but then like a couple of the other guys from the brewery, they went to the show in DC and the show, uh, in, uh, in New York city. And like, they, they got, you know, they were invited backstage and they're hanging out and like, you know, the singer dances like could give zero fucks about, you know, the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, still ed- edge. And I, I, you know, I respect the shit out of that, but like the other dudes, oh, like course. in particular, the drummer was like super pumped about it. like, Oh, the beer's so good. And like the art was <laughs> amazing. Like it's so crazy. You guys did this. So but it was like, I just remember getting that phone call and I was like, Oh man, this is going to be our, you know, our second season. This is, so I have to really deal with this right now. <laughs> That's that's fun. Really. No, and and that's one thing I always like held deep. Like I always loved about Nishamani was like the musical references and stuff yeah. like that, and like the ties to music. The anniversary parties were always banging. Like they always had a band that I loved to play, and they always did a beer for a band. Like the Lawrence Arm beer, I was like stoked all when they got, when they. That did was that. a cool beer. That was a fun beer to make. You know, and I mean, actually, I think probably my favorite beer that we made with a band was uh, we did a pre-prohibition lager with municipal waste. And uh oh yeah, that was the uh, oh yeah, the boogie board party. Uh, I remember that. The cool thing about that too is uh uh I mean a couple like really cool things about that beer in particular was that we we did the beer and Dave the drummer is like he actually uh works at a brewery um as like a I wanna say a bartender uh in, in Richmond uh in the off when he's when they're not touring and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you know, he had done a you know, <clears throat> Municipal Waste had done a bunch of collabs like like with three Floyds and a bunch of other stuff and like uh you know we when we had the conversation about it he was like yeah let's not do a, a hoppy beer because the other guys in the band don't really give shit about craft beer and they don't you know like i'm the only one that really drinks real beer the rest of the guys are just like let's drink some hams and get fucked up and you know let's order a pizza <laughs> let's like you know let's slam some tequila which i watched them do <laughs> um but then like we did the show uh you know we, we did the beer and it was like they were on tour with napalm death and sick of it all and we did the show at the brewery and we released the beer and like the the band was like fucking blown away they're like this is the first collab we've done as a band where everyone in the band loves a beer and i was like well because it's a pre-prohibition corn lager man <laughs> it's super fucking you can't easy. get any more american than that yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was like really pumped that the band was like super into it like that that you know that's the type you know and to me that's what a collab's about it's not just like making a beer just because the band wants to make a beer it's like having the beer you know having dave involved and making the beer was super fun and then like you know, the fact that the band was super into it uh, was cool as shit. And like, that was a, the second time they had played the brewery and like, you got, you know, they're all like, you know, giant sweethearts, you know, they're, you know, all super, you know, you know, even though they're, you know, a metal band, a thrash metal band, like they're, they're the, the most fun thrash metal band. Yeah, you'll they're, ever so, there's super nice guys. And I say sweethearts, it makes them feel, you know, sound like a bunch of wins, but like, no, nah, they, they're like the, <laughs> the chillest, nicest guys ever. And, and to, you know, to do that and be able to do that, like that's, you know, a lot of the fun of, of brewing and whatnot. Like, I need to get back to doing more of that. That's why the whole, this is not Croydon, you know, uh, cream ale beer came about. Cause it was like, well, this is, you know, the original recipe was mine, you know, from God was doing this cream ale. Like, wow. The recipe is very similar to what we were doing in the Chamonix. 
we have this festival that you know in and you I guys think, had some great music for that too i think um you guys had the ska bands playing for that yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's specifically a ska festival so we had yeah. you know the pisces headline that yep uh, we had mustard plug who hasn't played like the east coast in a while um they you know they haven't played a show of that size on the east coast in a while and like the, you know the, sh- the show sold out so that you know that was obviously an added bonus but like to be able to do it too it was like there was like no malintent uh you know i didn't name it like that you know to kind of like give the middle finger to chamonix that you know the the first two festivals that we did were actually named that way because um it was it's named after the movie this is england you know so it was a kind of like this is croydon because croydon is also a city in england so here we are you know and the whole movie this is england has a lot to do but i don't know with skinhead and mod culture so that was the whole basis of that and i was like well we're not in, you know we're not in croydon anymore and uh you know i'm not in, you know doing shows or you know brewing beer in croydon we're like so what can we do I was like well fuck it this is not croydon you know <laughs> like, well they're not doing a beer you know they're not doing this beer anymore and i, I want to make a beer you know, i want to figure out what we can do to have a beer for the fest it was like super easy and i was like you know i like to have a little bit of fun with it but the other side I was like well if they're not making this beer anymore i'm gonna make it you know i can't call it croydon cream ale so i'll call it this is not croydon cream ale because it's not croydon cream ale it's slightly different you know but the recipe is is not far from the original i mean let's not let's not you know split hairs about it. i mean cream ale is not like you know reinventing the wheel either yeah. so yeah right i mean it, it's cream ale and you're the northeast everyone's yeah. doing a cream ale yeah. <laughs> i mean at the time like you know cream ale was one of the earlier beers in the chamois did and there wasn't anyone making cream ale at the time uh you know it's except for like blue collar like was like the cream ale was like their that was the after work beer that was, was like, yeah exactly that's why you know that's you know my that was my old man's beer yeah. you know like my, my old man loved jenny you know my old man loved schaefer you know that's where you know <laughs> my entry you know i remember you know being in high school you know i used to sneak uh you know sneak uh cans of uh of schaefer my, my dad had a you know a 12 pack of schaefer behind the bar in our basement where i would just sneak cans of and i i my joke you know my i laugh at that because after I went to college, my parents moved to Florida and somehow that like half drank 12 pack of Schaefer ended up in the garage at my parents' house in Florida. Somebody put it in the moving truck. <laughs> like, yeah, like half was gone anyway. I drank half of it. Why are you taking it? Just like pound that shit. <laughs> That's um, the, that beer is all about. It's all for my dad. Yeah, I can't let uh can't let have Dan have all the geeking out here because now I'm realizing <laughs> that you you probably brewed one of my one of my favorite beers and as a, a Delco guy and you know, I love everything Philly and John, come on. Yeah. yeah. John is like one of like the, like that was like the first beer I was like, yo, this is named like for like a Philly thing. Yeah. As, yeah. as the hop guy of the, uh, of the podcast, that was what a juicy ale with nugget. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, I can't, I can't claim that name either. Uh, the name actually, came from a conversation with our buddy, Mike Lawrence, who at one point was the Philly beer geek when they were still doing that whole thing. Uh, Mike's a, is a character. He's a really interesting and awesome guy. And like myself and my one partner from the Chamonix, Steve, we're having a drunken conversation with Mike Lawrence. He's like, yeah, you guys need to, you guys need to, you know, name a beer or something after like John, you know, like, like totally, <laughs> you know, we got And I was like, yeah, I think I, I want to say it was me, but I'm not going to like claim it. Cause it was like, certainly a, a blurry conversation where I was like, yeah, man, like juicy out with nugget, you know, cause I love nugget like their nugget, you know, it's like one of my favorite beers. And I, yeah, it's I one like, of the best <laughs> IPAs ever brewed. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> in my opinion, anyway, I, you know, it's, 
it's old and you know, dated. I'm not saying dated, but it's seriously like you know when Trogue started, you know, what started with Nugget Negger. Like who was doing that? You know, so the intention wasn't to make a Nugget Negger Nectar clone. I think a lot of times people would you know would slag it for that, but it was like, no, man, this is an American Pale Ale. Yeah, Nugget, you know, <laughs> Nugget is, you know, technically, but like a a ton of. Someone just actually said they still have dreams about John with coffee. I'll tell you what, there was a few batches of John with coffee that were like seriously fucking lights out. Like I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I love that version. There was a few that I didn't like. We actually, you know, we, we tried a different, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things I feel like I, uh, I've done a lot of is I've made a lot of beer with coffee. So I have a really good repertoire as far as using coffee and beer. And there was batches of John with uh, coffee that were, like unbelievably good. And then there was others I, you know, that were too green peppery and things I didn't really like about them. And we figured out, we got a really good feel of what, you know, what we wanted from a bean, what we wanted from a roast, uh, you know, how to avoid some of those flavors. But like, yeah, there's, there was definitely a couple of batches of John, like, uh, you know, coffee John, uh, that like, again, they just rolls off the tongue because it's such an easy thing to say being from yeah. this area. Like, oh yeah. You know, like there was people that, we're like really like, oh, you should make an imperial like you know version of John and call it thick John. I'm like, nah, I'm <laughs> didn't go there. Like, what I, you really should have done was a collab with Wawa and done a Wawa coffee John. Except for the fact that I hate Wawa coffee. Oh yeah, Wawa coffee stinks. <laughs> but I mean, it's work, it's, it's, it's I mean, all about it, the name. Yeah, it goes hand in hand <laughs> with John. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a Wawa guy, although yeah, like, nothing says John like eating your hoagie off of the trash can lid. <laughs> you know, I've done it. I mean, I've done it more times than you know I care to admit in this lifetime. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> we've all had that moment. You just described half of my senior year in high school. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you watch the sweet pepper fall onto the. Uh, onto the lid and you contemplate for a second. Do I just pick it off? No, and eat it? You don't. There's just so much crud on the top of that. Yeah, you, you, you never do, oh, but man. you contemplate for just yeah, for a second. You, 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 you put the five second rule at that, you know, in challenge when you do that, you're like, uh, nah. oh, before they went to, uh, before they went to strips, when they had the, uh, the chicken cut lid and you get the chicken parm on the Kaiser, oh, yeah. I would just sit there with the chicken parm and the Kaiser. Oh man. Right on the fucking lid. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nugget Nectar was we've we've talked about on the podcast before. It was the first hype beer, like that was the one that was like you know it. There was a whole release around it. You never knew. Yeah, when there it was, was always the mystique about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was, and you would get like that. Uh, you would get the the text from your buddy like, "Yo, Nugget Nectar's out at Wegmans." Yeah. Like, well, no, know. I was gonna say yeah to bring up Wegmans again because <laughs> yeah. we talked about it in Rochester. Um, <laughs> the triple tribute. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a fun beer to make. Uh, it was never, I mean, triples in, my, in particular are some of my favorite styles. Like West Mall is like, forget about it. Uh, I mean, I've been lucky enough to, to, to drink it in Belgium too. Uh, and, you know, to you know, walk into a bar and have it for three euros is <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, but like triple in particular, and a lot of my love for triple in particular comes from my brother-in-law, um, who's like a, was he, he's kind of like calmed down but as uh, a giant belgian beer fan you know freak especially stays on but like other you know really he really got me into that but like tribute triple one of my favorite beers we made in the chamois but it was always to me a challenge i'd love to make it again or make me start making triples again because i feel like fast forward 10 years later i have a lot more experience uh particularly when it comes to making a like, or, or fermenting open fermentation, um, which is something that I've done in Germany recently. Like, uh, 
three months ago for the first time. So the Weiss beer, like, uh, you know, uh, wheat beer, German wheat beer, Hefeweizen is, is for me, is like my be all end all. Um, and I kind of feel like, uh, I've hit like a, like a, you know, a, you know, gray whale goal, so to speak, where, uh, three months ago I brewed a single decoction, open fermented, hundred percent naturally carbonated, <laughs> you know, Ryan Heights, uh, you know, vice beer, have a vice. And, and like, I, I drank, you know, and then my, when I, when I went back, uh, my last trip, I was sitting in the beer garden at the family restaurant drinking it. And I was just like, Oh, okay. You know, it's, I've been a professional brewer for 17 years now. And I'm just like, you know, if, if you would have told me 17 years ago that I would brew a single decoction, open fermentation, naturally carbonated, you know, purity law beer in Germany that I'm drinking it in a beer garden, I'm like, you're crazy. Like, you're <laughs> but I'm like sitting there, you know, sitting there drinking half liter, you know, in, in a, in a, you know, a true vice beer glass. And I'm like, I will literally sit here all day and try to finish this keg because if I die, like I'm, I know I'm going to die a very happy and satisfied person. In life. Oh yeah. That's, that's yeah. the, that's the final beer. Right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, to me, and I, you know, it's the funny thing is the whole, that the brewer that was all born from like my bosses, you know, mom and dad, you know, were like, Oh, you know, we're, can you make a wheat beer? And I'm like, yeah, you know, why aren't you, why aren't we making wheat beer? We do open fermentation. This is dumb. You know, like, why are you buying, you know, wheat beer from this brewery in Bavaria? Like we, we can do this. This is super easy. And my boss is like, it's easy. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's easy. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I say that because, you know, that's the first beer I ever made as a home brewer, you know, and, and it's a, a beer that I, you know, a style that I care a lot about. And like I said, I've made it a million different ways, but I finally have hit that, you know, that, that, that end goal of like doing it as a decoction mash, doing it as a hundred, you know, hundred percent open fermentation, you know, naturally carbonated because we have to use natural carbonation in Germany, you know, all these things that make that beer really what it is, you know, it's like you go to Trogues and you go to the you know, open fermentation room where they, you know, where they ferment Dreamweaver. And it's just like, to see that is like, damn, it's like, <laughs> damn. you know, like, <laughs> that's an awesome beer. And it's like, I don't think people, you know, you know, the Hayes boys these days don't appreciate they don't get dream weaver, yeah. make, you know, to make a beer like that. Like it's not a sexy or cool beer anymore, but like that beer is fucking hard to make. <laughs> You're not going to make a beer like that just by throwing, you know, fucking five, six pounds per barrel of dry hop on it and think <laughs> it, you know, do this or do that. Like it, it it's not the same. I, and like, dude, and again, I, I like those beers. I drank a lot of them. I mean, you know, Tom, you saw there was five cans of true and <laughs> <laughs> You know, in, the, in the refrigerator at, at Tom you know, got pissed. You didn't I thought, I thought, I thought about it. I thought about it. <laughs> yes. I would have told you to take two. Yeah, Hayes boy right here. Just like <laughs> salivating about it. I never get, I, it's always sold out before I get to it. <laughs> I know a, a dude that knows a dude. <laughs> well, I just might know. The I dude. thought I was like, I was turning, I was turning <laughs> cans. And I was like, maybe it's the, it's, it's probably the unlabeled, but let me turn this one. It's like, red troon label and I was like, let me true the white troon label I'm like, all right all right he's flexing he's like i put the crowlers in there next to all my troons yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna like you know pump it but one of the dudes from troon just text me he's like you can have more if you want <laughs> <laughs> oh he's watching this right <laughs> I, I think one of the dudes is yeah you know, some, oh, some, some guy wearing a fedora is punching the air right now <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, someone so, like, I, someone I <laughs> You know, uh, after I left Neshaminy, I actually was the, uh, well, this whole journey of, of alcohol actually, I started off as a home distiller way back in the day. And I, I, I came back full circle to it. So when I left Neshaminy, I actually took a job, 
uh, as the head distiller at a, a distillery in Hopewell called um, Sourland Mountains, which just happens to be right next to Troon. So I, you know, I would sit there at four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, be, right before COVID hit was the funniest times. Actually, I'd sit there like there would be dudes that would, you know, just line up, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the parking lot or not line up, I would park in the parking lot at three o'clock and I'd like walk over to the office and they'd say, they like you rolled out of their window like, Hey, 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 yo, yo, come here for a second. Do you think they can release today? I'm like, <laughs> maybe I was like, so you're probably pretty good on that. And I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. I mean, you, you know, you know what you need to do. Yeah. And then like his license plate says my other car is at tree house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some guy with a tree house snapback just <laughs> rolling down the window. <laughs> I, I mean, I love those guys. They're so, oh, they're yeah. so fun. They mean like, you know, it's, I love, I love brewers that are, take their art so seriously, you know, yeah. take what they do so seriously. But then like when they see the way people act about their beer, like they take it, I don't want to say not seriously, but they're just like, you hey, have to, you have to laugh at the, the, yeah, if those I, dudes. I mean, if I casually just send my address to you, send <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, we're, we, we brew on a one quarter barrel system. <laughs> Well, they're on a seven barrel system. The joke beer. was a quarter barrel system. They're just, they're just not going to get when you're using the, the, the amount of hops that they use and the hops that they use, you know, on a seven barrel system. I, I love seeing the comments on their Instagram, which is like, why don't you guys make more? And it's like, do you think that they don't want to make more? <laughs> like, do you see the line that's outside their brewery? Do it's you just, think they're not stuff? We could probably sell an extra two or three, four hundred. Yeah, they, 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 like, the, are the firm? It's seven barrels. If seven barrel firm. Fermenters, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So they're they, not double batching in there. Yeah. Okay, got they, it. They kind of have a thing going for them. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, you know, so I'm like, I'm in my basement right now, and I'm almost certain that my basement is bigger than their brewery. <laughs> it's like, it, well, like there's a reason. Like our one of our buddies who are, will remain nameless. Um, if you want to figure it out, go back and listen to our episodes. Uh, but our one buddy was like he buy he'll go he's in close proximity to Troon he'll go and buy Troon and he'll you know if he'll buy like two crawlers and he'll put one online and it'll sell for like 300 bucks which is you know what if people want to buy beer like for that yeah I, I, I'm never in a question. I, I don't agree with it. I don't think it makes sense. I've never been one I, of those I don't you know, think it people, does either. No, like especially crawlers. Like I I've thought about putting my feet on the internet to try and make money but man like Beer makes three hundred dollars. I'm like, all right. You're you're getting a. Good about that is especially here in the states now with like over nine thousand breweries. Is that there's got to be a brewery in proximity that is making equally as good beer. Maybe it's that's not always as, the yes, argument. Yes, like, yeah, yes. there's so much a concentration of breweries yes. like now. Like exclusivity is like, I don't know, like how it's still a thing with how much beer is being pumped out. Especially, uh, yeah. I mean, it must be just our bubble in Pennsylvania because we have a ton of breweries. And, and this area is great for that. We have so many awesome breweries. Yeah, exactly. And then like Jersey, it with the size of the state itself has just a concentration as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, we went, we went a little long, but you know, when you're having good conversation you you just go a little long. When, when you're drinking a glizzy man sometimes <laughs> I drink a hot dog although i can tell you how because i made beer i, I made beer with ham or uh, bacon and there's the chamonix also made should be a beer with hot dogs too so there you go <laughs> jesus christ but they were cheats hot dogs so uh, and, you know oh, okay yeah. well yeah. 
You don't get the sheets mm. ones. Yeah. They're MTO. You have to have the ones that just go in the plastic. <laughs> and they go in the plastic clamshell that sit there for a couple hours at Wawa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've all been there. Quarter pound beef. <laughs> yeah, quarter pound beef. <laughs> um, Jeremy, thank you very much for, yeah, for coming thanks on. Thanks a lot, man. This has been a ton of fun. I feel, like, I feel like we need to have Jeremy on again at some point just to like finish up the questions that we had i know we had so many more questions but we we riffed hard on this episode yeah when i'm in germany so that it'll be like yeah it'll be like four, what? In, the four in the morning so i can like show up to the brewery have you know half in the bag before i would get there <laughs> oh man stop and bach i mean uh, I, he I've comes in talking like the swedish yeah. chef yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, done, I've done multiple uh you know uh conference calls and zoom meetings at like two, three o'clock in the morning. I, I try not to do them all that often, but I've done more than I'm, you know, <laughs> than I care to admit, but like, I'll do it. You guys want to do it? Let's, you know, let's grab another brewer, you know, brewer and have me like phone in and, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, half, you know, head shit, half shit face and start just be, you know, belligerent. <laughs> and I'll do, I'll do it all in June. That'd be funnier. Thank you, Egregious Gamer, uh, for enjoying the podcast. Yeah, for sticking around. That. Yeah, great um, comments. Yeah, so Jeremy, again, yeah, the, We'll we we'll have to do this again at some point. I, there's so many unanswered questions that we have for you. Um, cool. Uh, you know we're 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 a very logger heavy podcast. Uh, you know, so you know, a, a, we're an, very, old, an old Pennsylvania brewery once said to me, or brewer said to me once, uh, in logger there's life. You know, so it, you know being a podcast and PA and saying that, you know, it's it makes sense because you know that's the way it should be. You know, I always tell Dan, live in La Vida Logger. Uh, so you know along the same lines <laughs> drinking, all the, drinking, all, drinking all those hazies you can only get diabetes once man right. Right. Uh, you got two feet to lose it's fine <laughs> ten toes yeah, gout's a bitch man trust me <laughs> um, oh, right. swollen toes over here <laughs> uh, again guys uh, follow Jeremy uh, at Trogger is at Trogger Brewing yep. um, follow his his journey of we, we website told, is also yeah. trogerbrewing.com yes. if yeah. you want to uh his his paragraph has been echoing i've just been like german purity law <laughs> like I, I made every joke possible leading Rog up to this. <laughs> or whatever i know. was like oh he can't get his webcam to work it's because of german purity law <laughs> roush beer and bought it was a it was a GDPR protection. That's the German. <laughs> I couldn't get through the gate, you know, the gateway of the firewall. Rather, yeah, they were, it was the Jim Adams of Germany. <laughs> Looking look at my the- personal Instagram as well, which is like if you want to see dumb pictures of open fermentation and all this other stupid stuff, uh, is at Fermented World on Instagram. Oh yeah, well. Fermented World. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, egregious gamer. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for sticking around. Um, <clears throat> All right, guys, uh, you know, usual stuff, follow rate review, yada, yada, yada. You know, it was at the top of the podcast. July 26th, we're going to be on the rooftop at Victory Beer. Rooftop at Victory Beer, Victory July 26th. Guys, come on out, grab a chair, hang you know, out with us. Podcast. What happened? What was what that? What just happened? I don't know. My computer's probably slow as shit. <laughs> okay. It started like saying whatever you were yeah. saying. Like, yeah, I was like, why am I talking to myself? <laughs> there was crazy. a little feedback loop there for a second. We're gonna. <laughs> that was <we're>, awesome. <laughs> all right, we're gonna July twenty sixth. We're gonna be at Victory Beer in uh, in Philly. We're gonna be hanging out with Richie. If you haven't visited Victory Philly and what he's doing, 
at Victory Philly with their small system. I mean, yeah. we mentioned seven barrel system already. So he did he did a Maybach himself. That we we yeah. we got pigtailed. We, we got pigtailed, and it was uh it was good. I'm delish. Um. So uh, yeah, guys, uh, follow our Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what's our social media, Dan? Our social media is at Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends P O D. Come on, Tom. I don't want to blow out any speakers. Just one more POD drop, right? That <laughs> was our first of the night. I know. I can't believe yeah. that was our first of the night. Guys, send us an email too um, if you're interested in coming on the podcast. If you are a brewer and want to come on the podcast, um, if you are true and you're still listening to this and you want to come on the podcast and send me beer so I can drink it, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> send us an email. That's bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. That's bestbestfriendspod. Uh, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, especially Twitch. Twitch is the best place to watch us. We'll we're we're working on doing more. We're working on Twitch. some additional streams. Yeah, and uh, I tried to open Twitch stream, and for some reason, it said you don't have a machine to do that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're using a compact Bersario. Before, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's time to trade in the old Gateway. <laughs> But it's got <laughs> cow colors on it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, follow us. Uh, check us out on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash best best friends pod. Twitch.tv slash best best friends pod. So um, and I think I can fly. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Follow Trogger uh, Beer. Uh, check Trauger out the Brewing. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, go check out the beers that he's doing. Go up to uh, Broken Goblet, buy some of their beer. Um, you you will not be uh, disappointed. Um, Dan, you know how I feel about you. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It's not goodbye forever. It's just. All right, everybody. Uh, enjoy this two-hour podcast. Uh, wow, it's been a while since we've done two-hour yeah, one. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> all right, one, one butt rock band at a time. I know. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> butt rock in there or, or two thousand. We're just stuffing <laughs> all that two thousands butt rock into the end here. <laughs> best best friends pod turbo. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Uh, always remember, keep it in the back of your mind. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was the Clinton family. Uh, best best friends podcast episode Tom's gonna die on that hill I'm gonna die on that hill I, I don't want people to ever forget it's best best friends podcast episode 119 wow wow I was gonna say 117 okay cool 119 yeah 119. we out see you <laughs> Pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos. Videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. 
fuck this shit Clang out with little lunchbox Become a cluggalayad A cluggalayad Sometimes I'm a stouty boy Sometimes lazy And this podcast is both So it's all for me Best Best Friends Pod Hosted by Dan and Tom Cindy Crawford's a fan How could you go wrong? So many pods up there Were it the ones for me Epstein is still alive And listens to Best Best Friends Pod